Paul Silver Amia Consulting is here to assist with all your consulting needs. Parenting classes, doula consultation, homeschooling guidance, and much more. Get the needed assistance from those with experience who understand the plight of life and are here to help. Contact us for a free consultation. Check out our website at www.horconsulting.com for more details. my phone let me send out this reminder to everybody to tune in to the podcast D E M L A W done blazing on the track boy something knows Let's start the conversation. Shalom, 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 everybody. Happy Sabbath, happy Sabbath, Shabbat Shalom. Hey, you don't know something about them laws podcast. Again, this is the Sabbath. You're listening to your brother, King Ramian is in the building. How's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? How's everybody doing? Let me get this banner going. I'm very excited about the conversation we are having today. Very excited about the conversation we having today. We got Princess and the Highest in the building. Happy Sabbath. All right. All praises, all praises, all praises. I'm very excited about the conversation we have in today. As y'all know, uh, the last Sabbath of the month on um, About Them Lost Podcast, we definitely going to be dealing with um, survival. Different different aspects of surviving. The different aspects of surviving. To, um, and it's all um primarily dealing with family it don't matter if you're single um it don't matter if um well it's even more important if you know you're married and even more um grave if you have children so we're gonna be going over a lot of uh different tips um surviving how to make it um in real in the real world in real time um a lot of tips and tools of things that i have learned um, then, then came across things that I am studying and learning now. Um, I would be remiss not to share them things as well. Um, a lot of these things, um, I never knew nothing about, you know what I'm saying? Growing up in Chicago, um, growing up, um, primarily my whole life in the hood from, um, projects to so forth and so on. A lot of stuff we never knew about like surviving. If this happened, what do you do? Of course, we know how to survive in the ghetto. Whatever that means, you know what I'm saying? The different levels of that. But how do you survive as a married man with a wife? 
and especially if you have children, um, your day to day things that go on, how do you survive it? And it's going to be more clear as we go through our topics. Um, the word survival is a broad term. It covers a, a, a variety of things. So as the, every last um, Sabbath of the month here on about the laws podcast, as we address certain topics, you will see exactly what I'm talking about. And today, um, like home safety, we all stay somewhere, whether you stay in an apartment whether you stay in a house, it don't matter if you stay with somebody, have your own place. Um, it's different things that come up. Do you know how to react? Do you know how to survive? Law Keeper 144, Shabbat Shalom, Happy Sabbath, all right to everybody. Um, again, we, we're dealing with home safety. And a lot of things um, we have to address. A lot of times we think, um, and I don't know where we really get it from, that um and don't dismiss now now let me say this i'm jumping into myself i am a very very passionate person so do not misconstrue misconstrue my presentation as anger <laughs> i'm extremely passionate about what comes out my mouth so um as well you should be anything that you believe in anything that um you believe if you're bringing it out or if you're teaching it expressing it it should be with a sense of passion, a sense of conviction. If you really believe, if you ain't BSing or trying to run some type of game or hustle, when a person um, hear your position on something, they should walk away knowing that that's what that brother, or that's what that sister believe, for real, for real. Hey, happy Sabbath to you, sister Naomi. Most high Christ bless you, shalom. Um, sister Fireman, hey, happy Sabbath to you. Shabbat shalom. So, yeah, family, um, um, I want to address that because, you know, sometimes you get comments, folks think that it's an um, a angry. Now, mind you, I'm speaking for myself. I can't speak for other folks who put on the title or banner of being Israel. And then after that comes a whole lot of different things. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know if that's how they believe or if they're trying to get over on you or what it's coming from. I can only express what what, what I say, what I believe and where that's coming from, that it's not from a position of um, hatred, okay? Um, we can't be angry. The Bible says be angry and sin not. So a lot of things that I, 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 I believe, in my humble opinion, that we should be doing as believers that we're not doing, I'm angry about that. But even with that anger, um, I'm not just angry without trying to have some form of action. So, um, like I said, it's things that we're working on. A lot of things that I'm highlighting and mentioning, I'm not just throwing it out there. I'm throwing it out there for correction and edification's sake. And also, you know, for folks to take on the task and try and bring forth those things in their respective cities and, and, and countries. But don't think I'm just talking that we ain't doing some stuff behind the scenes to try and get those same things rolling where I reside at. So, um, when those things get where it need to be, I will be pushing and, and proclaiming and, and advocating for those things as well. So, um, again, we're dealing with home safety, home safety. And um, it's going to be clear on what I'm talking about. And these are necessary conversations because we, we see a lot of stuff, right, as believers. And um, you ever heard of the expression, you are so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good? Have anybody ever heard it before? I heard that growing up. I heard older people say that to folks. 
And I never really, really um understood it. I I I took it as a diss to the person. Um, not really understand just the way that it was said like that, that they're coming at that person. But have y'all ever heard that term that you can be so heavily minded that you're no earthly good? Have you ever heard that before? Anybody? And when I and when I and when I hear that term now, that means somebody can be so. Let me watch my turn because once again, we're living in a very sensitive society where everything you say, a person take offense. They're not taking it to try and get your meaning or the reasoning why you're saying it, but just the way you said it. When uh, and, and when I hear a person say that you are that you are so heavily minded that you're no earthly good, that means that you cannot operate in the earth normally. Everything is like a, a overstretching, um, even at times misinterpretation or justification for um, the Bible stuff to things that really the Bible ain't, ain't really, that's not a Bible thing. That's just a regular human being life thing. I'm trying to find the proper terms without being, which is hard, without being offensive. But as we go through it, y'all don't understand. We as believing brothers and sisters, Israelites, all right, so-called black folks, we got to make sure that we are not so heavily minded that we are no earthly good. I'm going to give you an, uh, an example. It's a, um, I heard somebody give a, um, it's not a joke. What's the term I'm looking for? Like um, an example. Let me use that word, an example. It was a it, it was a storm going on somewhere, right? And, let, and it, it was flooding, right? And the person was on top of their house, right? And they said, and, and they, they they cried into the Lord and said, "Lord, um, would you please save me?" And the Lord sent somebody by on the boat with a regular little, little canoe, little, a little a little a little boat to help rescue. They said, "No, I'm waiting on the Lord to save me." And then the Lord sent a big old, a big old Navy boat. And they telling the person to come on, come on, get, get on the boat. And he said, no, I'm waiting on the Lord to save me. And then guess what? The water gets so high and the person dies and drown. And they make, and they are before the Lord and the Lord, and they ask the Lord, Lord, I was crying on you and I was asking you to save me. And the Lord said, I sent people to save you, and you turned them away. And she said, no, I was waiting on you yourself to come and save me. Is everybody catching it? Uh, you get that? I'm, a, I'm going to, it's going to be more plainer as we go through this conversation today. But that's one of the examples, if you will, of um, somebody who can be so heavily minded. They're no earthly good. All right. So so why should we we finna get into it? I wanna always frame it with some scriptures. Alright? I wanna frame it with some scriptures real quick. We don't start in the book of Romans 15 and 4. 
bear with me. It's 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 a lot. I pray everyone have their Bible. Those that you know are just listening to the rebroadcast. Uh, please, at times we do cover scriptures, a lot of scriptures, um, in every one of these podcasts. Um, I pray that you um, take notes. Um, if you need to listen to it over and over again, please do. Please do. Please do. Please do. But I want to make sure that um, every brother, every sister, every family that 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 hears these conversations that they are being um, edified, not only scripturally, all right, but um, naturally, if you will, that, that they are walking away with some things that they, some, some tangible things that they can apply in real time, in real life, in their everyday life, all right? And, um, not just no feel-good sayings and quotes. Uh, Romans chapter 15, verse 4, and again, Shabbat Shalom. To everybody that's listening on the YouTube, that's on the podcast, Shabbat Shalom to you. Um, Romans chapter 15, verse 4. For whatsoever things that were written, for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So we always start, I, I always like to start here because. And no point when you crack this Bible open should you ever say that what you're reading is not important or it don't apply. It's not important. Um, this Bible ain't about isolation. And isolation means where um, I'm just going to read, for example, just John 3.16, and I'm not going to care what John 3.15 say or what John 3.17 say. All I'm worried about is just John 3, 16. I'm not even worried about the, the whole chapter, the third chapter of John. The whole Bible is important from beginning to end. Let's, let's remember this. So the whole Bible is important. It's the reason why I'm saying that. I'm going to go to Leviticus chapter 25. Just a few scriptures dealing with the, it, it, the Bible touches everything. A lot of times we don't, we don't look at that because that's not what's Talk to us or what's presented to us. You know, just like in certain religions, they persist the prosperity thing. In certain uh, religions or faiths, they present just the judgments. This Bible covers a, a, a encompass a whole lot. So Leviticus chapter 25. I'm only going to read one verse now. All I want is verse 18. Let me read that to you real quick. The book of Leviticus. Chapter 25, verse 18, it says, Wherefore, ye shall do my statutes and keep my judgments and do them. And ye shall dwell in the land in safety. So we always go to know a lot of folks. Um, are you going to the Old Testament? If you're still thinking that this Bible is broken up into pieces where only one section is important and the other section isn't. Shame on you. You've been indoctrinated. You've been sent off. The whole Bible is important. From beginning to end, we always been commanded to keep the Lord's commandments. Whether it's commandments, whether it's statutes, uh, whether you're reading judgments, whether you're reading laws, it all ties together. It's all hand in hand. It's not separated. It's using different words with the same definition, the same meaning. So we don't go to Job real quick. We don't go to the book of Job, chapter 3. And I'm going to read verse 26. The book of Job, chapter 3, 
verse 26. I was not in safety, neither had I rest, neither was I quiet, yet trouble came. I'm going to read it again. The book of Job, chapter 3, verse 26. I was not in safety, neither had I rest, neither was I quiet, yet trouble came. Why is we reading that? I want you to stay with me. Job, chapter 5. I'm painting the picture. Just, just, just walk with me. Job chapter 5, verse 4. The book of Job chapter 5, verse 4. His children are far from safety, and they are crushed in the gate. Neither is there any to deliver them. I'm going to read it again. His children are far from safety. They are crushed in the gate. Neither is there any to deliver them. Now, keep in mind, we're dealing with home safety. In the Bible, do we read about time? Do we read about safety issues in the scriptures? Do we read about safety issues pertaining to families, pertaining to kids? Is that in the Bible? A lot of things that we see every day on the news, we read about it, we see it in social media, different posts and screenshots. Do the Bible address any of these various ills that we see every day? Is this stuff new just now or has safety concerns been in been going on way before now? Yes, it has. Yes, it has been addressed. Proverbs 16 and 1. Watch this. Proverbs chapter 16. Is that what I want? Proverbs chapter 16. Yeah. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 1. It says, The preparation of the heart in men and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. So hold on. I'm going to read again. Proverbs 16 and 1. The preparation of the heart. Remember, the heart is what? The mind. The heart is the mind, according to Mark 7, right? So let's not get it twisted. When we read about the heart in the Bible, it's talking about your brain, where you make your decisions, where you think about things. It says the preparation of the heart, mean the mind, in men, and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. So wait a minute. What does that mean? Where is that coming from? When you are prepar- pre- being prepared is a godly thing. I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to put those two together because a lot of times when you talk about preparation and you start to get into specific pe- preparations, a lot of folks make it seem like that's, you know, that comes from another nation or that's not really important. But when you read the Bible, my goodness, is that not what the Most High God, all, ain't that what he's all about? Is, is he not all about preparation? Being prepared, having things done in order. Is it scripture say, let all things be done decently and in order? We can't forget that our, our father can't be one way, and then us as kids, we don't we don't be the same way, but expect righteous results. Those two things do not go together. So watch this. Um, it says the preparation of the, of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Being prepared 
expressing preparation, how to prepare. That's all of God. The most I give the mind on how to do things, how things should be done, how things should be carried out. And also what will happen if you don't do what he said do. He's the master. He's the Lord. He's the God of preparation. So watch this. Let's stay in Proverbs. Let's get a little bit more on it. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. I'm very excited about this because I haven't seen a whole lot in my life, man. I've seen a whole lot, a lot of stuff that I wish I can forget. I see stuff on the news that I wish my eyes had never seen. And a lot of times you sit back and, and, and wonder, is our people just waiting for bad things to happen? Are we just 100% Reactors, we react, we wait till it happen and then try and re, uh, and make it off the reaction. Or do we have any um, prevision? Do we have any vision? Do we see things ahead of time? Is we judging and assessing and preparing beforehand? So um, Proverbs twenty nine, verse eighteen, it says, and this is this is a famous scripture. It says, "Where there is no vision." The people, what? Perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Now, when it says vision, vision is a very broad term. That's a very broad term. And a lot of times, we never even apply that really to our own lives. I'm going to make it a little bit more plainer. For those that are single, what is your vision? What's the vision for you? What is your legacy? What what do you, brother, what do you, sister, want to leave behind with your name? When they mention your name, what is you going to be mentioned for? What are you going to be remembered for? Now, that's dealing with the single brother, the single sister. Let's move to the married brother, the married sister. What is your vision for your marriage? Your union. Where do y'all together see yourselves? What type of legacy is you leaving behind when they mention you and your wife, you and your husband? Let's go a little bit further. Those that are married with children, or might be single with children, what do you? What are you leaving as a memory for your kids? What will you be remembered for? What did you leave behind? Um, a week or two, we was talking about that um, for you fathers, we're supposed to leave an inheritance. That's not done away in Jesus. But that's not really talked about a lot because we this, this society is a very individualistic society. It's about me and only me and myself and I. And that's opposite of the scriptures. So again, what is the what do you have vision? <laughs> do you see yourself in any kind of way? Do you have goals? Do, is it things that you want to accomplish? Do those accomplishments only concern you? Do any of the, uh, any part of that vision do it include anybody outside of you? These are different things we have to consider because the the, the our forefathers and mother reading the Bible were not selfish 
their life and their efforts wasn't just an individual thing. If folks really thought about themselves, we <laughs> all praise to the most high, first and foremost, we wouldn't have had a civil rights movement. We wouldn't have um um abolitionists. Hey, thank you, Shayvon, my son. He said, Daddy, you said the word wrong. Um, I don't know what week that was. I said abolish abolish something. He said, No, it's abolitionists. So yeah, we wouldn't have folks ab- being a- abolitionists going against slavery if folks were just worried about themselves. Things move when you're examining the Bible, nothing was uh, um don't get it twisted. Things were anyway. You had to make sure that you was keeping the laws of God, but everything was a collective or a group, a group effort. High holy days and sacrificing. So watch this. Um, from there, from there, I'm gonna read that again. Proverbs chapter twenty nine, verse eighteen, where there is no vision, the people perish. So brother, sister, marry brother, marry sister, marry brother, sister with family, single brother, single sister with, with kids. You have to have a vision. You have to have plans. You have to be organized. And I'm going to show you the gravity of now. I'm going to talk. I'm talking about. I'm going to bring up examples dealing with home safety and security and things. We're dealing with natural common things. You don't want to be so heavily minded. You ain't no earthly good. You so ready for the by and by and you so ready for the kingdom that anything that happened in real life. You have no clue. You're just hoping that things go right. So watch this. Um, last scripture, Proverbs 11, 14. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14. Proverbs chapter 11. Verse 14, where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is what? Safety. I'm going to read again. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14, where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Why is that important? You do not know everything yourself. You know, growing up, I heard a term saying that a person can be a jack of all trades. That means that somebody knows a little bit about everything. We don't know everything. We need each other. One way or another. Good or bad. We learn from everything. Everything shouldn't have to happen to us for us to learn about it or learn how to deal with something like that or what to avoid or what not to do. Yes, a lot of lessons you're going to have to learn personally. You have to go through it, overcome it, and get the um, proper um, understanding and knowledge on that. But certain things you can learn from what somebody else did and know that, hey, you don't want to do that. How do, what do I need to do to avoid something like that? What is some pre- preventative, some preparation measures that I can take to avoid something like that? 
So watch this. We I'm, I'm, we we finna get into it. I'm gonna play some videos. We finna have um some 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 good conversation. Um, I want to make sure that the, the videos I'm about to show is in no ways attacking the victims in the video. Because at the end of the day, everything is of the Lord. The Lord got a reason why he do everything he do. It ain't for me or you to understand it. He have his reasons. A lot of times you might not know why the Lord do what what, 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 what he do. And we got to be careful that we ain't putting words in the Lord's mouth. So, um, again, let me post that up. Let's get into it. I'm going to play this first video right here. And we're dealing with um, home safety. And um, again, every week, I mean, I'm sorry, not every week, but every last Sabbath of the month, we will be going to different aspects of survival. That's why I call it the survival series. Different tools and tips and understandings that we need to be able to make it in our everyday life to, to, to survive ourselves, to, to, to um, survive with our spouse, to survive with our family. All right. So um, let's get into it. Um, let me bring this up. Bear with me. I'm going to start with this one. Bring this down so y'all can see it. I want to make it full screen. All right, let's go. Four with heartbreak in the Metro East after five children were killed in an apartment fire this morning. The children perished despite their mother's desperate rescue attempt. We have live team coverage this afternoon. Our Elliot Davis covering the impact of the tragedy on the community. But we begin with News 11's Kelly Hoskins. She's at the scene with more on the investigation into what caused this fire. Kelly. Mike, that deadly fire broke out here in the second story apartment building right here behind me in the 500 block of North 29th Street. As you can see, uh, this makeshift memorial continues to grow in front of the apartment. People stopping by here all day as the Metro East community mourns the loss of five children under the age of 10 and try to come to grips with the tragedy. Pomerita Automotive Group Sky Fox was over the scene Friday morning. The fire broke out around 3 in the apartment building. Now, authorities say the fire was contained to the one-bedroom apartment near State Street and 29th Street. Five children died. A sadness because there's youth who didn't ever see the next day and people who have kids and family to come home and knowing that your loved ones are gone, especially of that magnitude with five kids. It's a tragedy. The St. Clair County coroner says four children died inside the apartment and the fifth child died at the hospital, all under the age of 10. Family members provided photos of three of the victims and identified the children as twin girls, Heaven and Nevaeh, Deontay, all pictured here. And four-year-old Jabari and two-year-old Loyal not in the photo. As family members are trying to cope with the loss, the community came out to place flowers, balloons and teddy bears heartbroken over the unthinkable. The victim's next door neighbor devastated. When I came out, um, I did see them bringing out two, uh, I mean three of the older kids. 
And it broke my heart. It broke my heart so bad. I like that's gonna be the the only image in my head from now on. Them kids being brought up out of there. And then I knew that she had five. So when they told me it was three that they found, I'm like, I start asking around, like, what about the other two babies? What about the younger two? You know, anybody saying nothing about them? Then come to find out that they were still stuck in the building. Investigators say the fire started when the mother of the five children went to pick up another adult from work. When the mom returned home, the fire had already started and she tried to run into the building herself to get the children, but she was unsuccessful. It's unclear at this point if the apartment had any working smoke alarms. Our crews were on the scene when the building's owner, Rudy McIntosh, a former East St. Louis deputy police chief, arrived and did not want to comment about the fire, only stated that the fire is under investigation. Well, the Illinois State, Illinois State Police Department, along with the fire marshal, will handle the investigation. A vigil is planned here outside of the apartment at 7 p.m. And everyone in the city stunned after the death of the five children. I will now want to pass it on to my colleague, Elliot Davis, who continues our team coverage. Elliot. Absolutely, Kelly. The feeling in this city just hurt and disbelief. We talked to a lot of people today, including the grandfather who described all the children as wonderful kids. He is struggling to try to understand just how such a tragedy could happen to his family. No one can find the words to describe the hurt over the loss of five young children. It's painful for the children's grandfather, Greg Dunnigan, to talk about. He showed me a picture of three of the young victims, Deontay, Heaven, Nevaeh. kind of kids that anybody, any other kid would want to be around. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they were the type of kids that, you know, they got around any, any bad kids or something like that. They, they, they would change those kids into the kind of kids they were. They, they were just peaceful, and that's what they like. That's what they live for, peace. Always happy, always playing, never in no trouble at all. The hurt is not just limited to the family. Even the city's mayor, Robert Easton, got emotional talking about the tragedy. This hurts. You know, it, you know my, my heart is broken. You know, uh, you know I, I, man, it hurts. This hurts. This really hurts. Strangers that didn't know the family came by the scene to put up balloons. You decided to come and bring balloons. Yes, I did. What made you decide to do Because that? I have kids myself, so I I kind of feel where she's coming from, and it's just just unbelievable. I just I just can't believe it, man. I don't know. But all I know is God got his day for everybody to come home, and I guess he took them all together. Now, three of the children were uh, students in the East St. Louis School District. I did talk to uh, school officials. They said they're going to have brief counselors uh, available to uh, be on hand to help students and staff cope with this tragedy. Live in East St. Louis, I'm Elia Davis, News 11. y'all see that was everybody able to see and hear that video I got some more was everybody able to see and hear that video happy Sabbath sis was that Lydia Lomax happy Sabbath Shalom Shalom Shabbat Shalom was everybody able to see that a YouTube video. 
Um, five kids gone. Now, is that is this the first time y'all ever seen fires? I see those all the time. They happen on the regular, believe it or not. Only a, a, only a handful even make it in the news. It's fires that happen all the time. All the time. All the time. When, when you hear the, um, the news folks go through the situation, say the mother left, um, it was early in the morning, which I think it said like 3 in the morning. The kids are asleep at that time, you would think. You know what I'm saying? And the house is burning. Kids gone. Only a few of them was able to get out. And you have to sit back, you know what I'm saying, in, in, in your mind, and not from the aspect of, why God? You know, folks start jumping shit to God. But I, when I see that, I, 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 I see it in a different type of perspective. I look at it and say, if that was me, because I have children, I have a whole bunch of kids, would my kids know what to do if a fire break out? I know some of us stay in apartments, some of us stay in homes. This one was like in a... um. It was a house, but it had like a um, apartment house type of situation. But you have to ask yourself, if a fight, especially those that have children, whether it's an apartment, whether you're in the house, do they even, a lot of us think if something bad happened, that everybody would have a reaction to survive. That if something happened, you know, your um, you would think your natural instincts would kick in, and and you'll know how to survive. You need to hold your breath, and you know, and, and if someone fire to do it, to stop dropping. You you would be surprised, and you can tell by the tragedies that happen behind this. Is this a lot of our people know nothing what to do when stuff like this happens? We never talk about it. Just God forbid, if it happened, we just hope it's a good outcome. But our kids will sit and learn, and we'll make sure they learn dance moves. They learn songs. Hell, they learn how to shoot the ball. They learn all this stuff. Do we teach them, hey, if it's a fire in this house, this is what I need you to do. This is how you react. We expect kids to know what to do. You don't think that they are a kid? They would be scared. They'd literally be stuck, like stuck in one place in shock of what's going on. It boiled down to us parents. Hey, let me tell y'all something real quick. And I'm going to go to the next video because I, I want to get ahead of myself. And some other videos I want to show y'all to frame this 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 very grave home security, um, home safety thing dealing with your family because that's a part of this, that's a part of this walk, this journey, this truth, whatever term you want to use. Your family, your spouse. You know, smoke detectors, those are free. You can go to any um, fire department and you let them, and you tell them, hey, I, I, I don't have a smoke detector in my house. They would give you a smoke detector. 
They would give it to you. Fresh, brand new. Multiple ones. And you'll be surprised me, folks. We didn't have none. I don't heard folks say, now, man, we know it's different circumstances, but these are tough conversations we got to have. It's different mercies in place. All glory to the most high. But if we never bring these things up, we never discuss it, we'll be watching, God forbid it be one of our own families. God forbid it be a family of yours or a friend of yours. But we see this on the regular. And I got more of it. It, it, it be heartbreaking to know that, hey, this place, didn't, um, they didn't have a fire extinguisher. They didn't have no working smoke. Things that are in place to save your life. Just You have kids. Kids getting to stuff. Two of the biggest responsibilities ever in the earth is to be a husband and to be a parent. Those are two of the most gravest and serious um, titles or um, positions, whatever term you want to use, to ever have. It comes with a weighty responsibility. It comes with a weighty responsibility to be a husband, to be a wife, to be a father, to be a mother, or a parental guardian. When you have children, you have to, you have to think for them. You can't just say, well, they don't know what to do. Oh, they don't know what to do. And I got different videos showing not only with the parent, but also with the child. Everybody don't react the same. Some folks will try and save their siblings. Some folks will just save themselves. Some folks will be stuck and do nothing. And all three of those are what a child would, uh, an adult would do that. An adult will do that also. But even so, even more, what you think a child would do? But you know what's unspoken? That's not something that the child would expect? For you to be the parental guardian. For you to be the mama. For you to be the daddy. To make sure that things are in place. That if, if, if I be a child and do the wrong thing, it's things that will save my life. That this lesson that I'm going to learn ain't a deadly lesson. We have to take this stuff a little bit more serious. You can go to your local fire, fire department right now and get smoke detectors. I don't know if they're giving away fire things, but they sell fire extinguishers, if I'm not mistaken, at the dollar store. Walmart have them too. They're not expensive. It's YouTube videos on how to use one. If you don't know, it can save your life. Again, and we don't go through, I'm not just showing you the videos to talk. I'm going to show you some solutions. But we have to um, have in mind, um, in, in survival, dealing with home fires, do we know what to do? You as a parent, do you know what to do? Have you made any preparations within your, within your residence, whether it's an apartment or a house? If something happened, what do you have in place? Or is you hoping that the neighbor save you? 
Or is you hoping that the fire department get there in time? You're hoping, you're wishing, nothing that you have in place to, to, to be an aid to preserving your own life or your own family life. You're hoping that other folks are prepared and ready to save your life, your kids, your kids' life. We have to examine this stuff. The most high God is requiring us to examine this stuff. Your kids is hoping for you to examine this stuff. Your, hey, your Gucci shoes look real good. Your expensive this, your expensive that look real good. Thank you for the expensive Xbox, PS, whatever. All these expensive games, expensive shoes, expensive clothing. But we have no preparation in the house for, God forbid, a fire breakout on us. We ain't sat down for at least five, ten minutes whatever the time is to discuss if a fire break out, these are our responsibilities in this house of who's going to do what. Where we, what we supposed to do. We have to have the conversation. We can't wait for some bad happen. Then well, uh, you know, I, I thought you would have thought, or you should have done. We can't do that brothers and sisters. So let me pull up this next one. And this stuff is heartbreaking. You know what I'm saying? It's heartbreaking. And some of y'all um, might have been victims of things. You know, had fires and had to survive. <sighs> had close residents. I, I don't know what, um, personally, you don't went through pertaining to this. And I'm definitely not trying to be a trigger. But I am trying to, 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 to advocate and bring attention and awareness to this specific matter. That we have to be on our square. The most I told us not to be ignorant of nothing. And you would be surprised in, in simple things like this that we don't even consider it. We ain't thought about it. We come face to face with this when at the worst time when it's happening to us. The most high gave us a spirit and wisdom to be that ignorant, to be that naive. So we're gonna have a conversation. We're gonna we're gonna highlight this thing so we can operate accordingly. So let me pull up this next one, man. Hold on for a second. Bear with me. Happy Sabbath, Shabbat Shalom again, everybody. I pray everybody can hear clearly. Um, if there are any issues with hearing or seeing, please let me know, and I'll run it back again on what we um showing or discussing. So let me bring up this next one. Make it full screen. All right. I just died and I was just, I was overwhelmed this morning. In tears, you know, there's babies that just died and I was just, I was overwhelmed this morning. Fire tragedy, a heartbreaking story out of Youngstown overnight that we've continued following all day. Five children died in a house fire. One nine-year-old, a three-year-old, two-year-old, and two one-year-old twins. Here's a map of where the home is. It's 434 Parkliffe Avenue. It's on the south side of Youngstown. This road runs between Hudson and Fernley Avenues. 
While neighbors have been trying to understand this tragedy today, the 27 First News team has been covering every angle. We want to show you the victims of the fire, the children, 9-year-old Alicia Rosario, 3-year-old Charles Gunn, 2-year-old Liasia Gunn, and 1-year-old twins Brianna Negron and Ariana Negron. They are surrounded by 26-year-old America now, just letting y'all know, this ain't the same um, situation as before. This is this is um, five kids in a whole another place that didn't get that this didn't happen. This is a whole totally different situation there. This ain't even the same place. So, so, so this ain't the the same story. This is this is a whole totally different story. Listen. Acevedo, their mother. She jumped out of a second story window to escape the fire. First, we begin with this emotional event for the people in the community learning about this fire tragedy. Let's go live now to 27 First News anchor Dave Sess picking up our team coverage. From the Did y'all hear that the, the, the mother jumped out the window? And this ain't to condemn or bring light to, but I'm showing y'all, don't think that everybody reacts to a um, high stressful life and death situation the same. And the other one, the mother wasn't there. She came back, the fire was going on. She tried to get in there, but the fire was so blessed she couldn't get to her kids. This situation we hear that the fire was going on, the mother was in there, and she jumped out the window. So don't automatically think, oh, that motherly or fatherly instinct would kick in and that's not for everybody. Everybody don't react like that. So preparation and considering the matter is important. I'm going to run that back. To understand this tragedy today, the 27 First News team has been covering every angle. We want to show you the victims of the fire, the children, 9-year-old Alicia Rosario, 3-year-old Charles Gunn, 2-year-old Liasia Gunn, and 1-year-old twins Brianna Negron and Ariana Negron. They are surrounded by 26-year-old America Acevedo, their mother. She jumped out of a second-story window to escape the fire. First, we begin with this emotional event for the people in the community learning about this fire tragedy. Let's go live now to 27 First News anchor Dave Sess picking up our team coverage from the scene. And it didn't take Youngstown residents long at all to show their support for F for this tragedy, which happened first thing this morning. We've got a lot to tell you and show you about over the next 90 minutes. But while we have some natural daylight left here, I want to give you a firsthand look at this memorial, which has sprung up. First, as you're looking at your television screen to the left, that's the original memorial around the telephone pole out near the street there. That's probably two to three dozen stuffed animals, balloons around that one as well. There's also popped up a second memorial, which would be over uh, the, to the right side of your screen as you look. You see more stuffed animals at the base of that pole, a lot of balloons up there well, as well, including one, which is the number five, obviously signifying each of the children who died in this fire. Waking up to the news of this fatal fire, yes, that was yet another tough way to begin the week. It didn't take long for that citywide effort to show up at the start this memorial. Stuffed animals, balloons, even candles placed in front of the house. And as you've seen, I just told you that memorial's been growing all day. A simple yet effective way for people to show that their hearts were broken from this tragedy. And it was the beginning of the city to show its love. This is the time our city need each other for us to come together as one, you know. 
let's just bless each other. That attitude was exhibited by everyone who drove by today and especially uh, by those who stopped by the memorial. And just remember two years ago in May of 2016, there was a fire on Bryson Street, the city's north side, that killed a 24-year-old mother and her two children, a two-year-old and an eight-month-old at the time. Youngstown fire investigators tell us that they think they know where that overnight fatal fire started, but not yet how. First News Senior Reporter Jerry Ritchie has been on the scene here along with me all day and joins us once again. Dave, we can tell you just within the last couple of hours, investigators with the Mahoning County Coroner's Office have been able to positively identify all five of the young victims. Mandy mentioned them by name, but they still now have to perform autopsies to determine just exactly how they died. Now, this morning, investigators from both the fire department and police departments in Youngstown, as well as a team of experts from the state fire marshal's office, went back into this burned-out house on Park Cliff. They were looking for evidence, as well as trying to determine where that fire started overnight. I'm told it began in a front, first-floor living room, but there are still a lot of questions to answer before they can determine the cause. Until I, I get confirmation or, or feedback from the coroner's office, I, I, I can't... Um... Uh, rule anything out at this point. Um, so far, I do not see anything uh, leaning towards a criminal investigation. Now, we can tell you that uh, Amy Acevedo, as Mandy mentioned, jumped off of a second floor roof over the porchway to get away from the flames. Her children, though, were all trapped inside and had to be pulled out of the house by rescue workers. We're told late this afternoon, probably within the last 15 minutes or so, we've learned Amy Acevedo is in critical condition tonight at Cleveland's Metro Hospital, where we understand from family she had to undergo surgery this afternoon. Our thoughts and prayers are still with her, Jerry. Absolutely. Thanks very much. There are also two firefighters hurt on the scene here. According to Fire Chief Barry Finley, one of those had second-degree burns, a portion of the ceiling inside fell on top of him and also another firefighter had a cut to the chin both of those fire or firefighters were treated and then released from the hospital meanwhile a community effort has started already started to help support amy as she re recovers here in fact it was started by youngstown sixth ward councilwoman anita davis but also includes two pastors two leaders of mahoning valley sojourn to the past and the owner of flambeau's live now, Sojourn to the Past will serve as the fiscal agent in collecting donations. It's now a group effort citywide to help the mother. Tragedies of any nature, whether it's local or broad, impacts us, just hearing the report. But certainly when we realize that these are our neighbors, it becomes even all the more real. Sometimes you just have to acknowledge that there are things that, are, that go on in the world that are not God's will. This is one of them. And if you want to help, mail a check to Sojourn to the Past, or you can donate through their website. There's also a community pasta dinner fundraiser that's next Tuesday, December 18th. It's from 4 to 8 o'clock. Was everybody able to see that one? Another um, account of five children. The only person that lived was the mother. Another five children gone. Is everybody able to see that one? And once again, we have to make sure that we consider it, man. We, you, you see this and you're supposed to um, be circumspect. Like the Bible, the Bible tells us about that. 
to be circumspect. Hey, you know what? I need to 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 ha- if if something was to happen in this house, would my kids know what to do? Have we ever discussed it? Have we ever, have we ever sat down as a family and discussed this? And this type of conversation is something that needs to be be repeated probably once every uh, other month. It shouldn't be something you discuss once and you expect the kids to remember or for yourself to remember. We're talking about family now, right? Even check this out. How many of y'all in school, when y'all was in school, that y'all had um, fire drills? I'm asked the question again. I, I want to see the comments. Shabbat Shalom to everybody coming in. Shalat from Shabbat Shalom. When you were younger, did y'all have fire drills in, in y'all school? And what I mean by fire drills is that um, they would actually show you if a fire was to break out of the school, how your classroom supposed to exit, um, how you supposed to exit, where you supposed to go, and what you supposed to do um, in those cases. Wait here, look for this, don't do this, don't do that. When everybody gets to this location, do a count. Did, 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 did y'all have those? Now, I know a lot of folks cut schools, and I don't know everybody level of um of going to school, but did, did have y'all heard of that before? Or do you or did your school have fire drills? So even inside a school setting, they know that if a fire happened, that we have to go through a routine to preserve lives. We're not expecting all these kids to know what to do in case of an emergency. Now, if they understand that in school, you're not being even more serious in your own house? Have you discussed with your kids? Have y'all went through a drill? Do y'all know where to go? Where to meet at? Who, who's leader number one? Who's leader number two? Who's leader number three? Just in case something happened to leader one and two. Have y'all had this discussion of survival with your kids? Or was you expecting the fire department or your neighbor to do your damn job? We have to address this stuff. We have to address this stuff. Once again, you know, make sure don't you don't so heavily minded that you ain't no earthly good. Make sure you ain't so so gone in some camp or organization that your family is just all out of course. You trying to tell other folks how to run their lives, what they need to do, and your family is just open. A open door. You ain't led or directed or guided or organized. Nothing there. Don't be so heavenly minded that you know earthly good. That you say you so much about doing the work and the work ain't even done in your own house. Let's be mindful. Let's plan. And I got tools. I'm gonna post links and everything, but I'm showing you the different the different things that happen. This is just what makes TV. 
And I told y'all when it comes to the black community, depending on the, the gravity of the fire, very few of them are even shown on TV. This stuff is commonplace. They ain't showing every fire that happens in your city on the news. They are highlight one, two, or three that, that, that might be real big and, you know, and, and require a, a large response from um, the fire department or whatnot. But this stuff happens on the regular, man. And sadly, there's a lot of um, death behind it. Because a lot of things, like I said, a lot of serious things we don't even discuss. We don't even think about it. You know, we just, you know, when it happened, we'll fit. When, um, what's the good old saying I heard? Oh, hey, I'll be remembering a lot of old folks saying as I get older, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Hell no, no, we can't. No, we, we, we have to know what to do before we get to the bridge, brother, sister. We can't just figure it out once we get there. This is not one of the things you might not figure it out in time. It might cost a person a life. So let's get to, to the next one. Bear with me as I pull it up. I pray everybody is getting, it's, 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 it's bringing thoughts to your brain and now making you um, consider and, 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 and think of what you might need to do to make sure that your family is safe and prepared. Just in case something happened, God forbid. So let's let's get into this one. Right to that breaking news, CBS News Mugula Dugaway is live at Comer Children's Hospital with what we know now. Scary situation. Very serious. And those kids, a 10-year-old girl and two boys, one four years old, the other two are being treated here. The fire department says they are in serious condition. So this apartment building is in Washington Park near 61st and Wabash. A fire broke out in one of the units around 1130 last night. Firefighters say the 10-year-old girl quickly threw a mattress out of the window and jumped to the ground. You can see the mattress. Now watch this. Did y'all hear that? And this is in Chicago. The ten year a ten year old girl. I don't know how what wherewith, or knowledge or what she experienced or what she done seen, but she knew enough to take a mattress, pick that thing up, throw it out the window to jump on. All praises to the Most High. How many of y'all think that your child would have the 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 um be cognitive enough? To think of something like that. Now, this is an apartment. Like I said, this is a different dynamic now. And apartments are so, my man. Especially the ones that I stand with, where you got 10 plus, you, you folks stand on, on, on the 15th and 16th, 20th floor. My God. I don't know. What do you really do then? But I know it's it, it, um, everybody have a different type of situation where, you know, that's where where you live. You still have to come up with a game plan. Your child still have to know what to do just in case something happens. But hey, when I heard that, I said, man, man, this that 10-year-old, they know something. 
let me uh, t- take it back a little bit and listen. Let, let's finish this up. A mattress out of the window and Jesse first and Wabash. A fire broke out in one of the units around 1130 last night. Firefighters say the 10 year old girl quickly threw a mattress out of the window and jumped to the ground. You can see the mattress out there. The four year old boy was able to jump too, but luckily fight was going to jump rather. But luckily firefighters arrived just in time to get him out with a ladder. That's when they were told that a two year old boy was inside. They were able to get in there and bring out that little boy too. Neighbors say there was a lot of smoke in the building. Now did y'all catch that? Now the kids knew to get themselves out of there, but look at the most vulnerable kids were left to fend for themselves. The ten year old knew enough to get the to get their behind out of there, but look at the lung. The two year old, what about them? The three year old, what about them? So we can't leave it up to a child to automatically by default know what to do or to, well, let me get my sibling. If that's the sibling, we don't know if they are related or what, or, or, or what the situation is. But nonetheless, we expect them for kids to make adult decisions in an emergency situation. Let's keep watching. It started smoking like real bad because we heard the alarm go off and my mama just told us like, everybody get out, get out. It's, it's a fire. She called 911. Next thing you know, we was running downstairs and we saw like smoke in the hallway. So the fire department says this was a kitchen fire and it was contained to that one unit. They also say even though there was no adults inside at the time, the mother of the children was nearby. We're live in Hyde Park. How many of y'all leave y'all kids at home? <laughs> As a matter of fact, don't 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 respond to that on there. <laughs> Do not respond to that. But it's not um, a foreign thing to for a parent to leave their child in the house. Um, that's not new. Growing up, that was a norm. Extreme norm. But again, you see the different things. The parent wasn't inside the house. And parents don't do not think in your mind that your child won't go and try. And, and I and and I ain't looked deep into any of these situations. I'm just highlighting the different things that happen to um, bring forth the conversation for us to consider our own houses and how we govern those things. But let's not think that you know kids are just in there playing with fire. I guarantee you. Let me take the guarantee back. Let me watch my words. If I was a gambling man, I bet you these kids was probably trying to fix food. I bet you they was trying to warm, either warm something up, cook something. In, in a lot of cases, folks be, be trying to turn this, these things on to, to warm the house up. I know a lot of fires broke. I mean, we used to use the um, the stove to heat the place up. The heat that we just turn the eyes on, turn the oven on, and the top the eyes on for heat. But some kids ain't thinking. Let's make sure the stove is cleared off. <laughs> they, hey, hey, it's, it's getting cold in here. Turn, turn, hey, go turn the stove on and stuff. But that pot is still on top of that eye. You turned the oven on, yeah. You, you turned the eyes on, yeah. But the child didn't think. Well, let me take this pot off the top of it. So it ain't burning. Let me take this this box 
from the old pizza we just warmed up off there. Let me make sure ain't nothing cooking at the bottom of the stove that's still up in there. These kids, they ain't thinking that far. Us as parents, we have to be circumspect. We must be circumspect. Let me pull up this next one. Let me pull up this next one. Pay attention. I don't even got words to explain the pain I'm feeling right now. It just feels like my whole world is crashing. Devastation overnight in Little Village. Eight people, most of them young children, killed in a raging... Is y'all seeing this? Now, I, I want to pull up stuff that happened in where I'm from. I know it's my, it, it might be even worse or just as bad in your respective city. But we done seen five, five... Um, in the one in the previous one I just showed you, um, nobody actually died. Nobody died. All, all person the Most High. In this one, it was eight people died. Eight people. Eight people, most of them young children, killed in a raging house fire. Good evening. I'm Jim Williams. Firefighters say it's the scope of the loss. That has not happened in recent memory. Of the eight people killed, the youngest was just three months old. We have team coverage. Team coverage. We begin at the scene with Jeremy Ross with more on the investigation. Jeremy. Oh, good evening, Jim. All of this occurring before 4 o'clock this morning. The results of the fire apparent in the area behind me. We step out of the way to show you board-up crews on the scene, as well as buildings boarded up in the background as well. The ATF offering help to investigators looking into exactly what caused this fatal fire. Firefighters, upon entering, started to find victims. First responders immediately knew this house fire was tragic. The extent of the flames captured from a cell phone video, but it is the extent of the lives lost that is shocking for firefighters. We have not had this in many, many, many years. Uh, this amount of uh, fatalities and injuries in one location. That is the location Marcos Contreras saw burn with his family inside. It just feels like my whole road is crashing. There's nobody from my side. Our family went through a tragedy today. We've lost several grandchildren. I've lost several grandchildren. Marcos has lost several brothers and sisters. This is my worst nightmare. I don't know. I don't even know how I'm going to wake up and continue life knowing that my brothers and sisters are six feet underground. We don't even know what to say. Our, our, this is a tragedy beyond anything I ever dreamed of in my life. The fire claimed at least eight lives. Family says the victims were part of a sleepover the night before. The ages of those killed range from 16 years old to just three months. Firefighters say the blaze began in the back of the second story of this building. The grief echoed through the streets hours after the fire was out. The Red Cross was there helping survivors. Anger and pain also made its way to the scene. Crosses with the victims' names honored the young lives taken by the fire. This family's going to need a lot of love and a lot of support and a lot of help. At this time, firefighters are telling us that there were no working smoke detectors in the areas where they discovered the victims. No word on what caused the fire at this time. Of course, this investigation is ongoing.
Live in Little Village, Jeremy Ross, CBS 2 News. Jeremy, thank you. Was everybody able to see that? Was everybody able to see that? Was everybody able to see that? That was eight right there. And they said it was no functioning or working smoke detectors. And I hate to hear that when, when they do the reporting that, and you know, and, and I know they're reporting and you think you're mad like, and again, I'm going to tell you again, you can go to the fire department and get them for free. They'll give it to you. No questions. How many you need? How many rooms? We know it's tough times. I know we stay in a lot of impoverished areas. We just trying to survive. But no matter what hand we've been dealt, we have to, to the best of our ability, be safe. To the best of our ability, we have to keep our kids safe. Eight people. Mostly kids gone. Did y'all see the hurt? You see folks laid out on the street? Folks confused. Don't don't even know what to do. They shocked. They angry. They they, they were ready to hurt folks who had nothing even to do with it. We have to be circumspect. Hey, Shalom, baby. Um, anything you you, you want to add? We've been going through a whole a, a whole lot dealing with um these fires. Um, have you seen that when we use the school to dry our fire drills? Shalom, everybody. Peace and blessings. No, just very informative. So I don't have anything to add right now. Hey, Ash, did y'all have fire fire drills when you was in school? Yes, we did. We had fire drills. Um, not too many. In the public school, but definitely in Catholic school. Okay. So, uh, again, even in schooling, they understand the gravity of we have to show these kids what to do in case of an emergency. We can't think that everybody has the same brain, have the same instincts to be able to survive. Parents, I pray folks are right now writing down and say, you know what, I've, I got to come up with a game plan. I have to come up with a game plan where if something happened, what are we going to do? Do my child know what to do? What if I'm asleep in the bed and something's going on? Because believe it or not, we don't know kids. Like I said, two of the biggest responsibilities and obligations you ever can have in your life is to be a husband or a wife and to be a parent or a guardian. Those are very dire life and death positions to have. And those two things, we really don't take that serious, to be honest with you. I love my baby. What if you are sleeping, your baby hungry, and they want to go in there, and they seen you uh, a thousand times put um, um, something in the microwave. They didn't know you took the aluminum foil off. They didn't know you did this and that. All they saw, you grab something at the refrigerator and throw it up in there. What if they went and mimicked you and did the exact same thing you did and that thing blow up and start a fire? You asleep. Most kids ain't finna come and tell you a damn thing. 
They finna try and probably grab some shoes or a blanket, turn turn the um, water on, start throwing water at it. They try and do a whole lot of stuff not to get in trouble. That that or one, they go or they go run and hide. Or that, that go another thing. Or they might just go run and hide and hope it just stop out of nowhere. Who knows? But you have to present all these different things and let them know, hey, look, this is what you ought to do. Don't think about, oh, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going I'm to get a, a whooping or I'm going to be on punishment or you're going to yell at me. I want you to be alive. I want to be alive. And if we don't have these conversations, God forbid. Like I said, these fires happen on the regular. This ain't everyone in the blue moon. If I was a gambling man, I would think fires happen damn near every day, if not every other day. Every day is some stuff burning down. Every day. So let me pull up another one. We got. I just got two more videos, and I want to. I know I'm beating a dead horse. I want to show y'all the gravity of this, that this conversation is necessary to have. We can't be so heavily minded that we know earthly good. Ah, oh, brother, you know, and 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 and, and, and Ash, God forbid. I know some folks saying, well, you know, sadly, we have somebody saying, well, it, 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 if the most high want this house to burn down, it's going to burn down. That's the, that's the position we're going. We, we ain't finna get no, no smoke detectors. We ain't finna make sure our, our, our kids are informed uh, on, on if something happened, what they should do and, and, and what you require them. We just finna, if it happened and happened and whatever the outcome is, it's of the Lord. If you're thinking like that, you can go in and log off now. And, and, and I'm going to send up prayers for the Lord to take that demon up off of you. That's not a righteous thought at all. Once again, you're putting words in the Lord's mouth. You're putting God position in places that he's not. That's not his position. He said he wished nobody perish. But in your mind, yeah, the Lord wants the babies to die too. You know? And we ain't talking about the situations that happen. I can't sit up here and say the reason for it. God knows that. I know as a father and as a husband, hey, let me make sure that God forbid something happen. My kids know what to do. We have a plan. And not saying that that plan is going to work and it happened, but I know that I tried as a father to give a vision, to give a plan of, of if this happened, this is what we should do. This is what I expect for you to do. Now, at the end of the day, hey, it is the Lord that, 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 that if, or whatever happened. Life and death belong to God. That's in the Bible. But that's not the neglect that does not instruct. I'm going to read that verse again. I'm going to show the next video. Proverbs um, 29, verse 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. Your family will perish if you ain't gave them a plan. I remember old folks used to say, I'm getting old, Ash. 
you got to give the Lord something to work with. <laughs> you ever heard that statement, Ash? You got to give God something to work with. Is you giving the most out something to work with? Oh, well, I ain't, you know, you know, you know, I'm just, you know, you know, again, I gave y'all that um, analogy, you know, it's a flood, the, 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 the place is flooding and the Lord sent a little raft, the Lord sent the boat, the Lord sent the Navy and you said, no, I'm waiting on the Lord to save me. We have to be careful. We have to be mindful. So let me pull up this next one. Let me pull up this next one. Several recovering after an apartment fire in Chicago, the fast-moving smoke forcing firefighters to make quick rescues. CBS 2's Stephen Graves is live now in South Shore. He has the latest on what is happening there. Stephen? Yeah, Jim, we know at least nine people were injured here. Five of them had to be taken to the hospital, including those children. One woman right now is in critical condition. You can still see that crews are out here rest restoring things after the fire this morning that actually started on the corner of this apartment. We have some video here. This is near Rainbow Beach near 77th and South Shore Drive. This is a video posted to the Chicago Fire Department's Twitter page around 9 o'clock this morning. You can just see that smoke billowing out of several windows there. We're told the fire actually started on the fourth floor and then went through the roof at one point. Firefighters had to rescue several people by ladder from the top sixth floor. People who live near here say, and inside the building, excuse me, say smoke quickly filled up the whole building. And this woman actually lives on the other side. Water was all over the place. It was smoke filled. It was, the carpets were all wet all down the hallway and I was just trying to get my head wrapped around what was going on, where was the fire at this time. And she says this time because from her account, fires have broken out here at least three times. She is still waiting for help from the Red Cross. At last check, that woman in critical condition is still at the University of Chicago and right now also no concrete word on what started this fire. Live here in South Shore, Stephen Graves, CBS 2 News. Jim. Stephen, thank you. So again, those that stay in apartments, it's very grave for you to come up with a game plan. Because guess what? Your apartment don't even have to be on fire. Your next door neighbor or the apartment, two apartments over, and a lot of these older buildings, ain't nobody upgrading nothing, ain't nobody using no type of flame retardant stuff and, and upgrading things to modern times. If a fire um, started in one place, that thing will sweep through that building quick. We have seen that over and over again. God forbid that ever be any one of us. But we have to come up with a game plan. Something. Something. You have to come up with something. Now, I can't tell you what to do. I don't live with you. I don't know how many floors you have. I don't know the layout of your apartment. I don't know the layout of your house, your townhouse. Or if you stay in a two-flat, three-flat building. I don't know. You there. You have to examine the matter. If something happened, how am I going to save my life, my wife's life, my husband's life, if it might be, or my children? What's the game plan? 
What is the game plan? You have to have a game plan. And again, we don't go over um 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 at the at the end of this. I got one more video. Then we don't get into some solutions pertaining to this. But I want to highlight the problem. I want you to understand that it is a problem. It is a problem. Nine out of ten of our people don't know what to do if a fire break out. And fires happen on the regular. So we have to be circumspect. We have to move with wisdom. So let's um get this last v- video. And as you see through the, the series of videos that I've shown y'all, um, all the situations was handled differently. It was not one uniform response to the to the to, to, to the one issue of a fire. It was not handled the same across the board. In some fires, high high number of, of lives was lost. In some fires, it was no life loss. We don't know what the outcome would be with you. But that shouldn't prevent you from what? Preparing to preserve the lives of those that you say you love. So let's um pull up this this next one real quick. I got one more. I know some of y'all probably tell, my God, yeah, it's it's a real thing. And uh we have to be um respectful and mindful of it. So watch this real quick. Let me make it big. Alrighty. Let me start from the beginning. I want y'all to check check this out. The video is heart stopping. A mother desperately handing her children to firefighters as they escape flames from their burning apartment. One by one, the children are lifted over a railing to look at this mama work. Who have formed an look at this mama work. Safety. Is there anybody else over there? Only after the kids were rescued did the mom climb over the railing to save herself. And not a moment too soon. Look at that. Look at the raging flames that engulfed the building. Thanks to a heroic mom and first responders, everyone got out alive. Heart-stopping. A mother desperately handing her children to three kids as they escape flames from their burning apartment. One by one, the children are lifted over a railing to firefighters who have formed an assembly line to get them to safety. Is there anybody else over there? Only after the kids were rescued did the mom climb over the railing to save herself. And not a moment too soon. Look at the raging flames that engulfed the building. Thanks to a heroic mom and first responders, everyone got out alive. Did y'all see that? Was everybody able able to see that? Now, every mother don't react in that way. We, We saw a video earlier. The mother jumped out and the kids was in there and the kids got burnt up. We seen another mother try to run in there and say the family, but the fire was so bad she couldn't get to them. They died. We we seen a family of eight, eight people died in the fire, and then we seen someone there was no loss of life. It varies. Everybody react differently. Ashley, anything you want to add to that? Um, I love how she had them in the line. Yeah. And that they were, you know, calm enough that she was able to communicate. That's about it. 
that 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 was beautiful to see. That was beautiful to see. His arm. That was beautiful to see. Cause um, believe it or not, <laughs> it's it's and, and, and if you go on YouTube, it's so many videos on fires. Um, it's ridiculous. And like I said, though that's not even scratching the surface of the ones that don't make it, and that was a lot worse than that. A lot of times, then you only able to get, get get the aftermath. But let's get into some solutions. So we've seen the problem, right? We've seen how it is an issue; it must be addressed. Now, how to address it? Most folks don't know anything about fire safety. I know. Um, it's different places that offer um, free classes and understandings on how to do it. But, hey, we don't be have a time to go there and do that. Half of us don't even know where the places is that they're offering um, where we where we live. But you know what the most High has been merciful to give us? YouTube. And YouTube got so many videos on so many different things. I don't know if a lot of folks know that. Maybe you you think YouTube only got um um a nonsense on there no 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 you can learn a whole lot on youtube a whole lot from products to to how to fix this how to do this you would be surprised that therefore we really don't have an excuse for being ignorant on stuff so so watch this i'm gonna bring up this next video um let's figure out or come with a game plan on how to fix the problem. Now, how do I help my house? How do I, uh, what's the assessment? What do I need to be looking for? What, 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 where do I begin to f- try and formulate a game plan on how to keep my righteous family alive? My commandment keeping family alive. So, so, so let's pull this up real quick. And I, and I like pulling up videos because it's experts at this. I'm not finna jump up here and make it seem like I, I know 100% knowledge on, 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 on all this stuff. No, it's folks who, this is what they do. So, so, so what, you, you know, you know what I'm gonna do? I'll tell you a shit, your goddamn mouth. So I'm gonna shut my mouth, <laughs> know my place, and let those that have the expertise speak. And give us the right information on how to move forward. So watch this. Let's let's check this out real quick. And this is on YouTube. You it's free. You didn't have to go nowhere to to and spend money to get this information. You could pause it and take notes and 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 go over the information. And you can even um tweak the information to fit your household and your circumstances. But the information is there. So, so let's get some of this information. Everybody's, I guess, thought is it won't happen to me. And then it does happen. And sometimes it's the littlest thing, you know, to a complete total loss. Belongings can always be changed. Um, but you can't, you know, losing a loved one is unconceivable. Can everybody see me okay? Yes, sir. Yeah, yes. phenomenal. I'm Chief Schroeder. 
And if there's a silver lining in our quarantine, this is it. We can really get families together to talk about evacuation plans in the home and fire safety, especially now that we're all together. Um, so a couple of things that we're going to talk about um, are evacuation, if your smoke detector goes off. But there's some things that we have to do before that to make sure that we remain safe. The first thing that we need to do that we're all home is check our smoke detectors. We want to make sure that they're working, right? The most important fire tip I can give anybody, and I say this day in, day out, is have a working smoke alarm in your home. And that you have them in every room, especially the bedrooms. Just the hallway, you know, doesn't cover your bedrooms. And you want to make sure everyone's protected, your kids, your family. The smoke detector will alert you to let you know what's going on. Is there a problem fire-wise or CO-wise in your home? That's the importance of having a first alert, a smoke detector, and a first alert CO detector. And check it with the family. Just don't be by yourself in the room. Bring the whole family so they all can hear that sound. They need to know that when that sound goes, there's, there's a problem that so I want to highlight this real quick. The man is saying to make sure that you bring your family. Is you going? Your your kids should know what a smoke detector sounds like. They should know if I hear this sound, it might be a problem. This is the sound because um the sound for the majority of the ones you find today do smoke and carbon monoxide. Yeah, I don't even think they sell just a smoke detector. All smoke detectors do um, dual things. They do detect smoke and it detects carbon monoxide, which that's um, visualless. You can't even see carbon monoxide. So so he let you know, hey, one of the things, your child should know what that thing on the roof or the wall is. They should know what sounds it make. And what they should do if they hear those sounds. That's your child. Teach them. Some of you adults don't even know the sound to be looking for. So guess what? It, it, it working both for you. Educating yourself and your child at the same time. All praise the most out for that, right? So let's get some more on this. How's there smoke? There's fire or something going on. That's the first thing. The second thing is you want to have an escape plan. I would recommend to practice it at least once a month, and that way it stays fresh in their minds. And to a point, you can even make a game out of it. Get a Coming up with an escape plan. They recommended you doing it once a month. I would say um, at least once every other month. Keep it fresh in your brain. Make it like a game. It said, it said make it like it's a game. You want them to remember it. We're talking about survival, brothers and sisters. Um, you know, okay, well, maybe there's a fire in the room in the end of the hallway. Well, let's all crawl out to the front door and let's go out and meet at our safe place. You can time yourself. Some families like to time themselves and just make a game out of it. So it's kind of entertaining and not boring for the kids. It's your responsibility is to get everybody out. Your responsibility is not to fight the fire. Your responsibility is to get everybody out as a parent. A good. Did you hear that? He said that very quick. Your job is not to stop the fire. Not to try and save your big screen TV, save this and save these materialistic things. Your job is to get the hell out of there. That's another thing. Well, I got to get this and oh, no, I, I got to get my purse. I, I, I got to get my cell phone. You know, some folks, I, I didn't want to pull those videos up. 
You know how many folks died going to get their cell phone? To hell with the life. Let me get my phone. The phone can be replaced. A life can't. And we have to address these things because some of y'all may think, well, anybody know not to go and get a phone. Look on YouTube how how many folks died in the fight trying to get a phone. Look it up. You'll be shamed. I I, I didn't play the videos because I was shamed when I saw it. I said, hold on, wait a minute. They got kids. They try to get a cell phone? A cell phone. So let me take this back. You won't, you won't, you won't accept it coming from Miami. So let's hear from the professionals. And to point, you can even make a game out of it. Get them, you know, okay, well, maybe there's a fire in the room in the end of the hallway. Well, let's all crawl out to the front door and let's go out and meet at our safe place. You can time yourself. Some families like to time themselves and just make a game out of it so it's kind of entertaining and not boring for the kids. It's your responsibility is to get everybody out. Your responsibility is not to fight the fire. Your responsibility is to get everybody out as a parent. A good way to practice this, first of all, is to sketch out a layout of where our area is, our home. Did anybody do any sketches? Oh, wow. Now that's pretty good. That's excellent. Some people draw them out. It's as simple as getting out a piece of paper and some crayons. Kind of draw two ways out. And you want to have a meeting place, whether it be across the street at the neighbor's yard or in someone's driveway that's far enough away from your home that you'll be safe. And you want to make sure everyone meets there and waits for a certain person to meet there. Like, everybody meet here and wait for Dad. But make sure that everybody goes to that place and stays there waiting for everybody else to get there. We have to keep in mind most of our fires with fire fatalities occur between the hours of midnight and six in the morning. What do you guys think we're doing at that time? Sleeping. Absolutely right. We're sleeping. So we're not going to see the emergency happen, are we? Many emergencies happen in the middle of the night when we're asleep, so we're very disoriented. So if you have a plan and you practice it, you know what to do. Your kids know what to do, and you as parents are protecting your kids will know what to do. So fire grows so rapidly now that people don't have time to respond without practice. House fires burn much faster today because in the 1970s and 80s, there were less flammables and chemicals used in in any types of furniture or any. Let me let me let me pause right there, because I don't think I want to I want to stress this part right here. These newer homes will burn very quickly. All this fancy, beautiful, elegant, classy stuff is extremely flammable. He said the things that your great-grandma and them, them homes built out of, it would take some time for them, them things to burn. Because all this new, better wave, quicker way of stuff, and all these chemicals ain't there. So you have less time. Yo, and these on those older homes to a certain extent, when it comes to burning down, it would take time for them places to burn down. But in these newer, beautiful um, um places, they will go quickly. So your preparation gotta be on point. Or it will cost you a life. It will cost you your life. We have to stress that enough. 
And I know a lot of folks don't don't think that all this beautiful and it's some nice furniture, nice carpet, them lamps, them decorations you have, all these different things. God forbid they got toys. All these toys are nothing but fire magnets. Game consoles, fire magnets. Electronics are actually little explosion devices. Leave your phone around some fire. That thing ain't going to melt. It's going to blow up. It's like a little firecracker. A lot of us don't know that. We have to know these things. We got to have the conversation. Now, for a lot of people, you know, <laughs> hey, uh, if, if it's, it's, it, they, they, they are so heavenly minded, they're no earthly good. This conversation don't go in one end, out the other. God forbid tragedy happen. They hope that the neighbor, the fire department, and everybody else come and do their job. My prayers is with you. And I pray that you wisen up and, and take your life and your kids' lives serious and worth saving and worth preparing. But we again, we have to highlight this and we have to highlight certain aspects of this conversation that things are flammable now. You look at videos, things burn up in a matter of seconds. So it has to be a plan where if you caught off guard, hey, it's by default, you know exactly what to do, especially the kids. God forbid it never happened, but if it does, hey, we got a plan. Without a vision, people perish. That's in the Bible. Proverbs 29, 18. So let's um let's get some more on this. Take it back a little bit. In the 1970s and 80s, they respond without practice. House fires burn much faster today because in the 1970s and 80s, there were less flammables and chemicals used in, in any types of furniture or any places around the house. Now they're a lot faster, more volatile. An escape plan for a young family is new. You know, and, and you have to practice what you preach. And letting, letting the, uh, the children understand the process, making sure we practice that process periodically, whether we're, we're four years old or we're 34 years old. We know the process, we practice this, we've drilled this, and in a real emergency, we know what to do. We talk about CO a bit in this house, and we have carbon monoxide detectors on every level. Perfect. As far as like the kids' safety, is there anything that we should be telling them about it? Some of the things that you want to make sure that the kids understand are some of the signs and symptoms. Do I feel ill? You want to make sure that they're telling you right away. Do I have a headache? Is it constant? Some of the signs and symptoms of carbon monoxide are a good indicator of that. Carbon monoxide is really the next thing that we have to push harder to save lives because we're losing too many people from the silent killer. It's essential that you have a carbon monoxide alarm in your home at all times. And the reason is because it can, it can detect those odors and those gases that, are, that you cannot detect. You know, we can detect smoke all day long. We smell it, whatever. Carbon monoxide, you cannot detect it. You need that unit in your home. Do y'all see that? Carbon monoxide is odorless and invisible. So it's very important for you to have those in your house because that's the silent killer. 
Hey, you know what? Uh, um, on, on a side note, the Most High really preserved a lot of us growing up, especially those that were poor and used the oven as a heating source. We supposed to have been gone because why you think <laughs> the oven was not supposed to be used as a heating mechanism? You ain't supposed to have the oven door. Remember, that's why it's a door to the oven. It's supposed to be closed, cooking the food. It ain't meant to be open and the eyes on up top and, and all them chemicals and fumes going through the house. A lot of us would be dead. The most high preserved us. We thought folks died in their sleep. No, they died from carbon dioxide. Oh, they just died in their sleep. They just, we don't know why they, they never woke up. We have to know these are the different things. Let's be mindful. Let's finish this up real quick. House to help detect it and, and make you aware that you need to get out of the house now. Get those smoke detectors up. Get those carbon monoxide detectors in your homes. Protect your loved ones and keep them safe. Have the conversations. Enjoy the conversations because life is precious. Life is precious. Anything you want to add to that, Ash? Well, I'm pulling up the next thing. That it's important to learn the signs of carbon monoxide. I know as a child, um, as we got older, one of the signs they said was being sleepy a lot if you have your oven on in the wintertime. Like, just you wake up and you when you when you woke up, it was daytime. You just fell asleep and you woke up, it was night. Or the headaches, or because it's odorless, like you said, so it's something that right. you cannot smell. And if you don't know, call your local gas company and have them tested. They can come test it for free as well. But so, a lot of people on, die in there. You, you said that real quickly. Say that last part again. You can call your local gas company to come and test it for free. Did y'all hear that? They can test it for free. They will come. And you'll be surprised. There. Most of your stoves are inadequately connected wrong. Yep. You may have a small leak and may need to get something repaired or get the whole stove repaired. You'll be surprised. So call them up. They have a certain department that comes and test them for free. And they come out immediately. Yes, they do. Within they come out two to three hours. They do immediately and check all that stuff. The Most High got mercies here. Um, brothers and sisters we can't be ignorant of these things and we can't be so heavily minded that we are no earthly good utilize all these different tools and resources to make sure that you stay alive your families to stay alive so we can be an asset to our people so uh, let's pull up this now now man like I said YouTube it has everything. They got videos of people. Hey, hey, well, 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 well. Now we saw a little quick video, and it's more. Do 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 your research. I can't present everything to to y'all right now. My job is to highlight it and give you something to look into, research, and apply. All right. So, um, um, it, it was a video. It, it, it's a lady that showed you, um how they escape plan, how they drills look for their house. This is something you can see and something that you can extract from from your own house. You don't have to know it all. 
It's tools to make sure that you know how to do what you need to do as a parent, as a guardian. So let's let's check this out real quick. I want y'all to see this. All right, here we go. Afternoon. It's Tuesday, so that's Blended Family Tuesday, and we're in an interesting spot. It's like the upstairs landing of our house, and um, we want to share with you today our fire plan. All right, welcome back. So, like I said, we're upstairs here in our landing, and this is where all where we sleep and where the four children sleep. Up from the stairs, this is the stairs. So I'm going to pan around. So this is our bedroom. This is um, Noah's bedroom. This is the girls' bedroom. This is Seth's bedroom, and then we have a bathroom. And otherwise, that's the only thing that's going on upstairs. So everybody knows that if during the day we had the fire alarms go off, the first thing that we would do is we've got our front door. You'd come down the stairs and exit straight out the front door. If there was a fire during the day, or if there was a fire at night and your doorknobs were what? Oh, uh, we're not hot. Right, because we sleep with our bedroom doors closed. Closed. Sleeping with your bedroom doors closed is actually the safest way safest way for your family to sleep because it keeps all the fire out here and all the safety inside of the bedrooms. Okay, so now we're going to go through our plan. Noah is on this side of the house with us and the girls are on that side of the house with Seth. So that's how our our plan works because Noah's room actually connects to ours. We'll show you that real quick. And then we're going to show you what me and dad and Noah's exit plan is out the back at night if we can't come out our doors and then we're going to show you what the girls and Seth's exit plan is out the front and where our meeting spot is. Okay so we're not looking at anybody's mess because we're not a perfect family we're not cleaning for everybody this is the but if if Noah had to exit he would move this desk out of the way throw those doors open there's a dresser on the other side he would push that dresser over and then he'd exit out our window. Beep 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 <laughs> Calmly yet assuredly, he's out the window. Okay, so this is the window that we'd be coming out. So we could come and exit right here. It's a bit of a jump, but it's doable. But our main plan is to go straight across the eave there and into the pool. Go. <laughs> and that's safe. So now we're gonna check out the run to the front of the house. The other person that's in the house 90% of the time is my mom. And again, this is the front door. And if we pan this way, this is her room. So if her doorknob was not hot, then she would come and exit right out here out this door, or she could go and exit directly out this door. So if we're downstairs, we have two exits front and back. But if she had a hot doorknob, then she can open her window, which we're not going to make her do right now, and bail out this window right here. And it's short enough that she can lift her leg over and walk herself on out that window, either to the front yard or to the backyard. Head upstairs, because this is the mass evacuation of the little children. Girls, check 
doorknob. Is your doorknob hot? There's a fire. Is your doorknobs hot? Okay, go to the window. Hurry, hurry, go. Ready? <laughs> hey, Ash, I, I, I'm sorry. Sad, sad boy. Hey, you see that? You see that room? You got kids. I'm sorry. That's the inside. Hey, hey, hey. I guarantee you that room was cleaned up yesterday. That that all, all that destruction was in less than 24 hours. The room was cleaned this morning. That's when they went in their room after breakfast. Lord have mercy. And every Woo! panel here knows. You tell your what? child before they come. Hey, make sure this room is clean. And then you start filming. You be like, did you just destroy this in the last 20 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's yeah. get back to it. <laughs> I died laughing. That's all I said, boy. I know I know they told me to clean up even for the video. Hey, we finna shoot the video and show this. And the room was clean. They came back like, hell, we just filming, so just keep going. <laughs> Hopefully they don't see all, all that filth. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna show it again though. Oh yeah, I'm gonna take it back. <laughs> There's a fire. Is your doorknobs hot? Okay, go to the Make window. sure y'all know hurry, about the hot doorknobs. Don't open that damn door. Look at it. Ready? My God. Okay, stop. Stop. They actually did it in such record time. We want to slow it down. Hey, and that was a girl's room. So uh, I'm sorry. That whole narrative of the girls' rooms be cleaning them boys. Ha! Yeah, right a little bit from the inside so you can actually see what their plan is and Seth coming from his room to meet up with them okay my beep, god beep, beep. okay your doorknob is hot what do you do Now we're going to get the front view of the children on this side of the house exiting and what our final exit plan is. That's to end up over there. Okay, 
So we all made it out safe. And I hope that this encourages you to think about what your fire plan is because fire is no joke. And at this time of the year when we've got our Christmas lights on and extra paper around. All right, we ain't, we ain't pushing no holidays. Um, but but it, it, is we getting adjusted to what's going on, brothers and sisters? Uh, anything you want to add to that? What, what were you saying? I don't think you're at that point of having um, like survival kits and stuff in certain places, no. So when it comes to the escape plan, no. Did it, was everybody able to see that? Now I'm gonna um, I'm gonna post here in the chat. I'm gonna post here in the chat these next two. I got some PDFs I'm gonna pull up, so y'all will be able. <coughs> to pull these same things up and print them out and use them. Um, let me pull up the, this one too. So again, these are some old tools. These are some, some old tools. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I try and research enough for everybody. So you don't have to do too much research on your own, even though you will do have to do some research on your own. And at, the, at the end of the day, you have to apply this stuff. All this information is worth nothing if you don't take it and, and practice it, you know, just like the laws of God. Um, can everybody see that? So this is the first um, link that I posted. This is free online, a little um, PDF that shows you... Um, that breaks down the information on, 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 um, so it's systematic where you ain't missing no points of your preparation. I wanted to, um, show y'all this one. This is pretty much the breakdown of step by step of what you saw that lady do with her house. Um, you see this, they have, um, a checkoff list to make sure as you assemble your, your your game plan that it's not missing any key components. Um, look at this. Who do you call in a case of an emergency? Um, these different questions you want your ki- your kids to have working knowledge on. If if a certain question is posed, they should have default answers to the questions. Who do you call in the case of of an emergency? Who do you, um, what do you do if you see a fire? What do you do if you see something that causes a fire? Um, heaters are hot. <clears throat> the doorknob thing, if you find matches or a lighter, if your child finds some matches or a, a, a lighter, what do they do with it? All right. Um, electricals um, can be dangerous. Never play with it. You giving them, you let them know what to do and not to do with electrical outlets. So forth and so on. It's so much information. It's so much information and questions that you might not know. I didn't know this stuff, but guess what? They have tools you can use that will educate not only you yourself as a parent, but it will also educate the child as well. And at the end of the day, it will preserve life. Lord's will. You know what I'm saying? Is everybody seeing that information? All right. Anything you want to add, Ash, on, on, on this information we're seeing right here? Yeah, and it's, it's not just important, um, as you said, to for you to have this plan, but it's also important to 
um, have it with your family and your children because one of the videos we didn't show is that even though it's a lot of children that that die, sometimes the children making out and the adults die. Like if they're going back and forth to try to get somebody in the them and another child don't survive. If your child is out there and you stay in Hoboken in a suburb or whatever, right. and who does your child call? What's the next point of contact? Who do where do they go and who knows where they're going? Mm-hmm. In a state of frenzy and panic, do they know what the next steps are? So that's why it's so important. Because sometimes the children wake up and you in deep sleep. Because yep. you didn't took a couple sleeping pills and you didn't make it. Your child out there bogus. Who do your child contact? Where does your child go? Absolutely. And once again, um, it's a lot of information we're going through. So this will be um, a podcast or a YouTube live that you have to go over again and, and, and write down the critical things. You might have to write down the links. I'm not sure on y'all and if the links are clickable, but at least the link is up there. So you can um, write down what the link is and put it in on the Internet and go directly to these PDFs with all the information that you need. Well, you don't have to waste time trying to find it. You understand what I'm saying? Um, this second link I posted, remember, um, you have to make this stuff fun. Even though this is a, a serious um, type of deal, you have to make it fun for the kids. Make it like kids love games. They love challenges. And, and, and if you look how PBS and Sesame Street and all, them, all these kid things, they make things fun. And what's fun can be remembered. All right, we can't approach it like the way an adult would. You want the child to know what to do. So um, this PDF is a worksheet. Look at this. It it, it gives your child something to draw. It gives them things to color, things to write down, um, things to identify. Look at this, hot and cool flashcards. Look at this. It, it, It has a whole lot of things that will make the educating your child on fires, on different things, what to do, what not to do. Look at this right here. <clears throat> what should I do? So right here, show a picture of a cigarette lighter on the table. Your child, you have to bring up things like this. So your child will have a default answer. What is the default? If, I'm, if I see a cigarette lighter, am I going to take it and put it in my pocket and use it later on and set something on fire? You have to address this stuff. Um, the Bible says that foolishness is bound in a child. Let's make sure we're using all the scriptures in the Bible. Foolishness, foolishness is bound in a child. So, again, this PDF, you see that? You, you, uh, different, different pictures in what do your child supposed to do if they see that. Um, on this PDF, also it has a um, smoke alarm ch- check off list. You see this? So again, look at this. They have again how to make a home fire escape. It give you the one two two, the one two threes, the ABCs of what of what need need to be done. All right. So um, that's that PDF right right there. All right. <coughs> Anything you want to add on that, Ash? <coughs> All right, so I, w- I want to play one more video pertaining to this particular thing. Then we got one more um, discussion that um, we have to discuss. We have one more discussion to uh, discuss. So I, I want to play one more video pertaining to this um, house fires. How how do we deal with it? Um, what do we need to look out for? Um, and I'm also going to post the link 
to this video as well. I should have posted a link to the other videos that I showed. But um, let me play this one. And I know I'm beating a dead horse, but I hope that we got the gravity of this particular part of the conversation. All right? So let me play, play this. Did you know that fire moves very fast? That's why it's important to know what to do if there's a fire in your home. You and your family should talk about how to get everyone out of your home quickly and safely. Make a plan and practice it at least twice a year. A plan will make sure that you all know what to do when you hear the smoke alarm sound. Work together to decide how to get out of every room in your home quickly and safely. Then practice your plan to be sure everyone understands it. Everyone who lives in or visits your home should know two ways out of every room. One way would be the door. The second way out might be the window. The plan should include where to meet outside after everyone has gotten out. Everyone needs to know where your meeting place is. Remember that the sound of three beeps and a pause over and over means there is smoke in your home. Everyone should follow the fire escape plan to get out. Some family members or guests might need help getting out. Infants and children will need help to wake up and get to safety. Be sure to plan for this and know who will wake them. Older children should know the plan and practice getting out on their own. Older family members or those with disabilities may also need assistance to get out. Make a plan for helping them too. Practice closing all the doors behind you as you leave. A closed door will help prevent the spread of the fire. Once everyone is outside the home and at your meeting place, call 911 for help. Never go back into a burning building. Once you are out, stay out. Practice your plan with a fire drill at least two times a year, in both the daytime and nighttime. You can help keep your family safe by having working smoke alarms and talking about and practicing your fire escape plan. So I'm going to uh, wrap that part of the discussion on that. We Do we all understand the gravity of this right here? I hope that we do. I hope that we do. I hope we are encouraged to um, do what's necessary to protect our family. So the second part of <clears throat> this um, survival series in um, today's discussion, we talked about the home fires. And now we're going to talk about another thing, which is really, really need to be talked about right now. It's dealing with food pantry not going to a food pantry a food pantry being in the place that you reside if things if there was a natural disaster or if things something bad was happen do you have things in your home to be able to survive for a certain amount of days that's a question that you have to ask yourself now i i, I wanted to before i start dealing with this specific um part and it's not going to be be that long um I want to pull some scriptures, always framed around the word of God. Uh, let's go to Proverbs real quick. Proverbs chapter 30. I'm going to read verse 24 and 25. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 24 and 25. I'm going to read Proverbs chapter 30, verse 24. 
There be four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceeding wise. Verse 25. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. I'm going to read that again. Now, might have went oh, 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 some, some, uh, somebody here. Um, there be four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceeding wise. It says that the ants are a people not strong, yet they, are, they, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. Now, if you don't know anything about animals, you really wouldn't, um, or bugs, rather, you wouldn't even know why is he talking about ants and them doing something with, um, with food. Now, let me ask you, Ash. Ash, what, 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 um, um, uh, um, what is that talking about? Dealing with the ants? They're more powerful in unity than in than, than in the, uh, individual ant. And what do they? Uh, uh, when it comes to food, what do ants all, uh, always do? Oh, they take it and harbor it up. They always preparing for the one time. Always building or breaking down all of this for the end goal. Is the winter time? Is is everybody seeing that? Now, this we're reading the Bible. The Lord is a master of giving you analogies, right? Parables and similitudes, and he's using ants. Ants are very small, but collectively, you will be amazed what they get done. Collectively, you don't know they know all about <clears throat> surviving. They know all about. Preparing, being the most small and most feeble, one of the most feeble bugs. Keep that in mind. Stay in Proverbs, jump to chapter 29. I'm going to read verse 18 again. Where there is no vision, the people perish. <laughs> but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Proverbs 29 and 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he, right? Let's go to James real quick. Let's go to James. Let's go to James. Let's go to James. The book of James, chapter 2. I'm going to read verse 14. The book of James, chapter 2. I'm going to read verse 14. What doeth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he have faith and have not works? Can faith save him? I'm going to read again. What doeth it profit, my brethren, Though a man say he have faith and have not works. Can faith save him? So the reason why, I, I, let me jump down to verses 17 and 18. Even so, faith, if it have not works, is dead being alone. Yea, a man say, a man may say, thou hast faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works. And I will show thee my faith by my works. Brother and sister, faith and action. Because works is action. They go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. You remember that little song? They had, they had on, um, <clears throat> there I go, man, just slipped my mind. How that Sesame Street, is it Sesame Street? Um, um, I thought it was Schoolhouse Rock. Schoolhouse Rock. You can't have one without the. You can't. Faith and works, or in our term today, action, 
it goes hand in hand. You have to be mindful, brother and sister, that folks only give you faith, 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 but you don't have to do anything. That's not biblical. The Israelites, we have faith in works. We have faith in action. I'm going to read it again in the Bible because it's, it's, it's a whole weird old type of thing where folks believe, allegedly, but don't have no action. They don't do nothing. They just talk. When it comes to doing the work, real work, you get excuses. Don't be that kind of brother. Don't be that kind of sister in your repentance. In your walk, in your journey, in this truth. I'm going to read that again in James. I'm going to read James chapter 2, verse 17 to 18 again. Even so, faith, if it have not works, is dead being alone. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Verse 20, but wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Brothers and sisters, <laughs> the Israelites, we always been about action. Don't let it, don't let nobody twist and turn, fry, dilate to the side the, the true essence of the Lord's people. We ain't never been just a bunch of talkers. We always been about action. Anybody that ain't talking about action, they really ain't believers. Let's just call it what it is. They can go in there and muddy, mask it, whatever way they want to do it. But those that read, blessed is he that read it. If you read the Bible and understand, you'll know, ain't no way you saying that, that you got faith and you ain't got no actions. You ain't got no works. You can't have one without the other. They both work hand in hand. They both come as a two-pack. That's a two-pack deal. Faith and actions. Faith and works. Let's not forget that. Let's grab 1 Timothy and we're going to get into it. The book of 1 Timothy's. 1 Timothy's chapter 5. Verse 8. We're finna get into it. The book of 1 Timothy, chapter 5, verse 8. But if any provide not for his own, especially for those of his own house, he have denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. An infidel is a traitor. You won't know why the Lord say, uh, if you don't provide, that you deny the faith because guess what? Faith is Come with actions. And if it's no action, you're a traitor because faith and action go hand in hand. How you saying that, that, that you got faith but you got no actions? You deny the faith because with faith come the actions. So as men, we're starting with the men first, secondarily to, you know, the, 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 the sisters that are single parents. But men, first and foremost, our job is to provide. And that provide is a broad term. It's a lot of different underlying specifics to that. 
And and guess what? Having preparation, full preparation, falls upon that provider. Now, men <clears throat> and guardians, you know, the Lord says for us to be circumspect of, of everything, right? To know the signs of the time. And I don't know if a lot of folks paying attention. Just like I said, you have to be mindful that you ain't so heavily minded that you are no earthly good. That you are not looking at what's going on in the world. That you're ignorant to 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 real life and what's really going on. Let me put pull up this real quick. And this is a conversation that we must have. And and, and I don't want to rush it. <clears throat> I want to be thorough with it, just like I was with um, dealing with the, the fires, to know that this is just as grave. This is just as serious. Hold on one second. Let me get past this commercial on, on the video. Been to the store. Uh, now, I want to see, um, have y'all seen this? Bear with me. <clears throat> and if y'all, and as we're watching this video, let me know if this, have y'all seen this, or is this just some hocus pocus Fairy tale type stuff. I'm going to play this. Lately, you may have been met with scenes like this. If you've been to the store lately, you may have been met with scenes like this. Empty shelves from the cereal aisle to deodorant and paper goods. Everyday items in increasingly short supply. Data from last week shows just how widespread the problem is. 16% of beverages were out of stock at the nation's grocery stores, 14% of snack foods, and 13% of frozen items out of stock. Makes me kind of angry, like, why? It's the latest effect of shipping and distribution delays that have hampered nearly every business in America. Something is interrupted somewhere in the food chain, whether it's packaging or containers or labor or the trucking to get it off the warehouse dock. Dozens of cargo ships are still lingering out at sea, while trucks, railways and warehouses remain understaffed. We're buying more products than ever before, whether they be online, pick up at stores or at our big box retailers. And the American importers <clears throat> struggling to keep up with that demand. Big box retailers like Target, Costco, and Home Depot are all scrambling to make sure shelves stay stocked ahead of the holiday surge. Costco and Sam's Club have started limiting how many paper products and cleaning supplies customers can buy. While Walmart, the country's largest retailer, announced unprecedented steps to make sure products arrive on time. Like chartering its own cargo ships diverting shipments through less congested ports and rail stations, and hiring more than 20,000 permanent supply chain workers to help move products through its facilities. The bargain online retailer Overstock.com is struggling to keep its warehouses stocked. Its CEO warning customers the challenges are here to stay. I think it's, for a time, the new normal. I think we can expect this well into 2022. So as we head into the holiday season, here are some tips for buying food and gifts. Plan ahead. Start shopping now for non-perishables you'll need for holiday dinners. Consider buying and freezing things like turkey and other meat when you see it in stock. Look for generic brands. And build those potential price hikes into your budget. Meals and presents will probably cost more this year. 
All right, not what anyone wants to hear, but experts say their number one tip, guys, don't stockpile. They say you're not going to need it, and it only makes the problem worse. Yeah. But I see you're hanging on to that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Thanks, don't squeeze yeah. the Charmin. All right, Chris. one of Kristen's kids just got their birthday present. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Kristen. So help me out real quick. Um, <clears throat> have is anybody seeing the the increase price of goods, but a diminish of the quantity? Hell, the quality too, but the quantity of things. A lot of things ain't there that usually be there, and what is there is damn near double the cost. I know some folks; those that's balling out of control. You don't look at price. I don't look at tags. You know what I'm saying? We ain't talking to you. We're talking about the regular, common brother and sister that's out here surviving. Have anybody seen this? Right, let me ask you. You do. You do the bulk of the shopping in the house. Is is, is, is prices the same? Is 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 the is the quantity of products still still out there? The the pricing for things has definitely went up on everything, and most of the shelving is empty. So, so you're a witness to it. I witness to it. I'm trying to see if our brothers and sisters are, are seeing this. Once again, um, we have to be. We have to know the signs of the times that we in. And some folks are so heavily minded; they ain't no earthly good. They don't know what's going on. They just, you know, reading their scriptures, and you know, and, and, and that's it. They, they they're not doing no circumspect, seeing what's going on and what. They need to adjust and do. So I'm seeing the comments. All praise to, 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 to the most high. Princess of the highest. She said, Sister Naomi, she said. A lot of folks is, is, is seeing it. So what is we doing with that? Now, man, you by the time they start talking about it um, in public forums, like on today's show for the nation to see, you are already working working from behind. You're not it's really not a forewarning. You're really working behind the curveball at that point. But nonetheless, with them letting you know that there is going to be a shortage, a lot of us been seeing that before they ever put it up on TV to say that it was. What type of, what type of preparing have you been doing? How many people actually do some preparing? How many folks have food pantries in their house? And believe it or not, this is a conversation that <laughs> I only hear about when things go bad, folks start saying that they need it. I remember, um, I'm going to use my own house as an example. I won't talk about uh, uh, other folks' situations. I remember when, um, hey, Ash, remember when we were staying down there in Florida, right? And when we was down there for that the, that last little um, hurricane storm, whatever that came through there, that we got the hell up out of there afterwards, I realized, home, the power was out for a long time. I said, you know what? We need to get generators. We need to have something in place to keep at least where we're able to have certain necessity things plugged. Because we lost, um, if I'm not mistaken, crazily, you just went grocery shopping when all, when, when, when that happened. And mind you, we had deep, we always done had a deep freezer. We, we got a big family. 
So we don't just have a free a refrigerator. We had a big fr- deep freezer. One of the biggest ones that, that 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 you can get that's not commercial. And we lost all that food. Garbage. Couldn't do nothing with it. So a lot of times you learn things after the fact. Like, hey, you know, we need to do some, we need to hire this. What what can we do that if this happened again, that the outcome ain't that bad? A lot of folks don't have the opportunity to um, be circumspect like that. You know what I'm saying? But <clears throat> again, with knowing the food, how many people are growing their own food? I know a lot of us, again, I know nothing about the stuckers. Once again, I grew up in the hood. We barely had trees. We, you know what the concrete jungle is? That's what it is. It's majority concrete. So uh, other folks um, come from areas where they, they 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 was raised on farms or at least raised in, 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 in houses where they had backyards and front yards and side yards where, you know, their mama or their granny had little gardens growing here and there. I knew nothing of the sort. My wife was familiar um, with um, some of this stuff more than I was. I was totally ignorant to trying to grow your own food or folks knowing about animals. And I give a give a little. uh, did, Did did you know about storing food? Well, at least about um dealing with gardening and stuff. I know Not I, I know I as much as I do ones. now. Okay. As a child, I used to go down south, so I knew certain things here and there. But I was running on West Side just like you was on its own, on in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, my one of my grandmother's friends grew tomatoes and stuff along the gate, but to the extent of what I know now, no. As a child, I did not know that. I actually started learning last year when you started researching um, things and stuff like that. So my gardening experience as much as we know now started last year. Yeah. Um, but growing up, like I said, I, I wasn't around nobody that did no type of food pantry and, um, that, that, that did no type of, <clears throat> of gardening. Like I said, a lot of stuff you you learn from other folks. Um, and that's what we're doing now. We present things. We seeing that how things are and how do we survive the times? How do we survive the times? So I want to show show y'all something real quick. Uh, I want to play a little bit because, um, again, <clears throat> it's not enough for me to mention it. I want to show you that this is what's going on. Everybody know about it. Do you know about it? And what are you doing about it? Do that make sense? So watch this. Let me pull, pull, pull this video up. Then we're going to get into some... Um, solutions it, i i, I want to encourage everybody whether you are in an apartment whether you are in a house of course in some kind of way you have to be game planning on how to it, it's not going to be a case where you're able to just go to the store and the store have something for you if this um pandemic i mean pandemic didn't show us something that is very easy for Things to get crazy. Y'all seen how toilet tissue disappeared. 
we seen how any type of cleaning and disinfectant stuff disappeared. We saw how even face masks, stuff that, that they damn near gave away for the low low, disappeared. We're seeing now, I remember um, also when they, it wasn't just tissue. Remember, you, our, folks was, not man, you, majority of black folks don't have emergency money. So when things was hitting bad, you would see other nations of people who got that kind of money buying up all the meat. Buying up all, they, they have the money, they have the resources, they have stuff set up to be able to preserve themselves. A lot of folks got to work way to the first and 15th. A lot of folks are living just from check to check. But we have to uh, um, assess what's going on and come up with a game plan for survival. Now, now, now once again, let me show you all this. Let's get a little bit more of this openly known information to let you all know it's not a fairy tale. It's not a fluke. You better be preparing. Don't be one of them folks again that's too heavily minded that you know earthly good. Well, I ain't finna worry about those things. God will provide. Yeah, he will. But you, he, 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 he provide when you got some sense. <laughs> some preparation. <laughs> when it was a, I'm, and let me back it up with scripture. So folks don't think I'm being mean spirited. It was a plague that was coming to Egypt. The Lord showed it to Joseph. Did they just wing it out? Did not Joseph come up with a game plan? Come on now. He said, hey, look, these seven years, we don't store up because it's going to be what? Seven years of what? Drought. And they was able to, 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 to survive off the righteous obedience and game planning that Joseph did. Is everybody following what's going on here? So let's not be naive to preparation. Let's not get naive to plagues and drought and, and scarcity that might come and go. You have to be mindful. You have to adjust your life and your mind state to certain customs and lifestyles and not be so dependent that our oppressor is going to have things that we need to survive readily available for us at your local store. So let's get a little, a, a little bit of this and then I want to get into some solutions because we already identified the problem. And those that pay attention um, to any news, you know what's going on. But I don't think you know enough or take the information serious enough to prepare and plan around it. So let's get a little, a little bit more of it. Shows the cost of food in the U.S. steadily rising over the past five years. The price increases. Hold on, let me take that back. Take so a look at this chart. It shows the cost of food in the U.S. steadily rising over the past five years. The price increases have been mostly driven by supply-related factors. It has been like a perfect storm. Probably the number one reason has to do with climate change. Adverse weather in major production areas, droughts in Argentina, Brazil, California. 
California or excess rains in some parts of Europe and China. So Mother Nature is not working in favor of food production. We've got a huge transportation problem. Labor in general is becoming more expensive. These rising prices can have serious consequences. Food insecurity in particularly, it's truly a wicked problem, a problem that has much nuance to it and is multifaceted. Disparities have always existed in terms of access to food. And so even before COVID, there were 35 million Americans who lived in households that were struggling to put food on the table. So it's not new. In August 2021, the Biden administration increased assistance for the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP, which was originally known as food stamps. The benefits will now increase by more than 25%, which means the average benefits will rise from $121 to $157 per recipient every month. Whether it's food deserts, whether it's malnutrition, we have a serious problem in this country. So why is food getting more expensive in the United States? What does that mean for Americans? And what can consumers do about it? That chart showed the average increase in food prices over time, but we can also break it down even further. In February 2017, one pound of 100% ground beef cost an average of $3.55. Three years later, in February 2020, right before serious social distancing measures went into effect, it cost $4.03. It reached a peak of $5.33 in June 2020, but as the pandemic restrictions were lifted, grocery costs stabilized, at least temporarily. They began to creep back up slightly in January 2020, but the prices haven't been increasing nearly as fast as they were at the height of the pandemic. My prediction is that prices of food are going to continue increasing through this year. In 2022, I think prices are not going to decline, but the rate of growth of food prices is going to go back to normal. They are go- they, we are not going to see the high level of price increases. It's not just the absolute cost that shows food is getting more expensive. Businesses are getting creative about how to pass on higher costs to customers. There's a practice called shrinkflation. This is when manufacturers decrease the amount of product in a package while keeping the price the same. Two Harvard Business School So did y'all hear that? <clears throat> and uh, it sh- shrink. Let me let, let me bait it up. Shrink shrinkflation, where and y'all notice this. I ask you grocery shop, you've seen this. You you seeing less product in the package, but either the price is the same or don't want to be like, wait a minute. I know a lot of folks notice with bag of chips. You remember I, 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 now I'm in a bag of chips, it's majority air. It ain't no more quarter bag of chips, ain't no more fifty what the bag of chips is not selling fast in the bag. And it's majority air in the bag. <laughs> There are no ninety nine cent bag either. Ain't no, no so, so they giving they giving you less product, but the price the same or more money. This been going on for a long time. I I, I know I, I've been mentioning stuff over the years. Like, hey, you remember we used to get this and get that and no, it's less product in the box, and the cost is the same, if not more. We have to be mindful of what's going on and be able to operate accordingly. Be able to operate accordingly. So watch this. Let me get some more. 
And then we finna grab something else. Trend back to the late 1980s when they found that chock full of nuts reduced its one pound tin of coffee to 13 ounces in 1988. By 2004, it was down to 11.5 ounces. What manufacturers don't want to do is scare off customers. So as prices go up, they have three choices. One is to absorb the cost and basically go out of business. That's not a very sustainable model. Number two is pass along those increased costs. Or number three, reduce the size of the amount of product that's in the package. And that's what every manufacturer is doing. They are reducing the amount of product in the packaging. So you're not even getting um, your money's worth. You're getting less for your money's worth. And, and, and majority of kids now, you're paying a lot more for less. Downsizing the product while maintaining the same price is an effective strategy for businesses to save money. Consumers don't react the same way to sticker price increases as they do to downsizing a product because it's not as obvious. Consumers do not do the math of you know, how much I am paying per ounce or per pound. So reducing tiny bit the size of the of the packaging will not affect very much. Now, his accent is very thick. How many of y'all know how much you're paying per pound for some meat? Or per pound or per um ounce for... Vet? How many of y'all actually... I'm going to say majority of folks, nobody. Nobody is bringing down the cost to that level. Nobody breaking down. Well, you know, I, I'm supposed to be getting this much um, ground beef per per pound for this cost. Nobody does that. That's how they're able to get over like that. Because your job is just to go in there and get what you desire to get. So watch this. Hold on. Let's get a little bit more. Climate change has an effect on everything. And it is- okay, so yeah, so now they, they, they go into a multitude of, of reasons of, of, of why things, they go into climate change, they go into the pandemic, they go into all these different variables. We're not getting into the reason of, we let, we're dealing with what things are right now. We're not going to jump down a long alley or, or the long tunnel of the reasons things are the way they are right now. It's on the shelves in the store, it's bare. It's hard to find this. It's hard to find that. What are you going to do? And that's the aspect of, of, of where I'm starting this conversation at. On what are you going to do? What is the solutions? We're not going to talk about the problem for hours and never talk about solutions. What are we going to do? We're seeing that it's shortages on everything. The cost is going higher. Our wages are not going higher. What are some things that we need to be doing? What are some things we need to be invested in? Now, my wife mentioned earlier <clears throat> that um, it hasn't been almost two years. We have uh, been getting into the gardening thing kind of heavy. Almost two, two years, Osh. So, um, I came, once again, YouTube I thank the most high for YouTube. YouTube is a university, it's a college, it's an academy within itself if you use it properly. You can learn stuff that you never did in your life expertly how to do it off YouTube videos. I don't know if y'all know, a lot of folks don't use, use YouTube the way that it really is supposed to be used. 
But um, I came across this brother. His name is Led Farmer seventy three, dope brother. I'm gonna put his um his info. Jo- subscribe to the brother page. You talking about a jack of all trades, brother? Know all about gardening, um, all type of stuff. He's just a wealth of knowledge. You know what I'm saying on on real life on man stuff, survival stuff. But um, I came across one of his videos. Shoot. Over two two years ago, I can't remember what he was showing how to do, and I was like, "Man, you know, dealing with survival, like we really gotta." Again, you see how things went: toilet tissue, uh, food. It, it, w- w- we forgot about that about how it was hard to find things because as that pandemic thing started, when it first started, remember folks was bugging out; they was taking everything. Like when they said you you have to stay in the house. Folks was cleaning out the grocery stores. I don't know if that happened where you was. But those that stay in urban areas or or, or kind of kind of urban areas, you know folks was was emptying folks was getting into fights. Hey, you don't take all the chicken? You don't take all the well, I was here first. Man, let me get two of them packs. It was crazy. People was worrying about themselves and wasn't sharing the damn thing with nobody so now with that being understood you go in these stores now they limited things you can't buy all 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 the toilet tissue your heart desire you limited the two i remember um a, a lot of shopping that, that me and my rib do um costco's you know the the um what's them stores called um Wholesale stores? Big, yeah, in bulk stores, yeah. Yeah, wholesale bulk stores. And they wouldn't let you come in there and get everything. No, no, you you, you only get two. <laughs> you can get one. You can get three of this. That's the max. They wouldn't let no folks come in there and just buy all, two, three folks buy every damn thing. So hold on. Sister Nam, we posted something. Let me post this up real quick. It said, we as a people have to get used to eating less. Oh, Absolutely. And our wants versus what we eat in our budget, like rice and beans and little meat as possible, even meats are getting limited now. Now, she hit on something heavy. As Israelites, we was not heavy meat eaters. We was not heavy meat eaters. Meats was a high holy day or a celebration type of deal. We were very into fruits and vegetables and grains. Your body works best and function efficiently off fruits, grains. And I'm telling you not, it's a difference. A lot of the things. And we fish a lot. And we and fish. And fish don't even stay on you. That that you that's one of the best meats to eat. Now watch this real quick. Now, I, now, now I want to play this video. Um, this is Lad Farmer since seventy three. I, I, I want to play him, him, and 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 um, and then after him, we're gonna get to some um, to some solutions, to some solutions on how to um, set up a food pantry in your house. Um, it's a lot of videos on this stuff. Um, again, I'm, I'm not going through every 
Second of things, once again, my, my job is to highlight it. I need you to do the research and come up with a game plan what works for you. It's not one universal type of thing that this works for everybody. No, everybody live in different places, has to have different house structures, have different financial um, abilities. But nonetheless, it has to be in the forefront of your um, planning on on how would you survive? What is the bare, bare minimal things you need to be able to survive in case things go left? And you should know just up going to making a, a grocery store run ain't going to cut it. And I knew nothing about gardening. I didn't know that it was. It's really easy. It takes consistency. Don't get me wrong. But once you get the ball rolling on it, it's quite easy. And it produced a lot over and over and over and over again at no cost. And we don't preach that enough. We don't push that enough. We want to just be able to go in, grab it, and the person who producing it, if it's even real, real food you're getting. Because when you grow things, you notice it look different, it tastes different. It make you feel different. Make you wonder if some of the stuff you're getting in the grocery store is even real food to begin with. But that's for another conversation. So let me pull this up. Um, Lad Farmer did a video on hoarding versus storing. Because, you know, again, when you start talking about storing things in food pantries and, and preservation, this is foreign language to our people. We talked about a lot of materialistic things, look good, shine, stunt, peacock. But when it comes to to, to how to build a family, sustain a family, how to survive as a family, these conversations are not being, it's not important. What's the drama? What's the, what, what's the, um, 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 issues? No, we have to address things. Us being Israel, we are full spectrum people. We ain't a drama people. We survived a whole lot according to the scriptures. And we're going to keep surviving. So so watch this. I, I want to pull this video up once again. I'm not an expert. I'm still learning on a whole lot. And I know how to do this. I'll tell you a shit, your goddamn mouth. I know when to shut my mouth and learn. You have to learn when to shut your mouth and learn. It's a lot of folks that know a lot of the different things. Shut your mouth and learn. That's how you don't be able, be able to make it. And be mindful of folks that act like they know everything. And after they give you information, you look up and they really ain't told you a damn thing. Message on that. All right? Message on that. So let me pull this up. Let's, let's dig into this and then we got one more video and then we're going to wrap it up. All right? I pray um, folks got some edification out of this conversation that uh, we having. So let me pull up the brother. This is Lad Farmer. As you can see, his information is is um, at the bottom. I'm going I'm to post a link to this video too. So y'all be able to um, check this out in your own time as well. Subscribe to the brother. He has a lot of information 
on a whole lot of different things. It's one of the best, um, one of the best channels on, on YouTube. Um, if in, in my humble opinion, one of the best channels. So let's get, get into it. How's everybody doing? Good morning. I hope you can hear me. <clears throat> that's that's pretty bad. Ain't? That light ain't, ain't hitting on nothing. <clears throat> hey, you guys. Um, it's good to see everybody this morning. I just wanted to, I wanted to hit on something real quick before I get up and get out of here. Good morning. How y'all doing? I ain't going to be on but a second. I mean, um, cause I don't got time. Uh, I'll, I'll, how can I put it? Um, let's just get on to it. I've been called, um, a hoarder in, in a couple of different, um, senses of the word I had to clarify that because it's when people think like that it's I don't even got the words because it's so ridiculous all it is is another excuse another excuse why people don't be doing what they supposed to do it's easy for us to come up with excuses for you not doing what you're supposed to be doing when you're supposed to be doing it. For instance, somebody called me a hoarder because I'm always collecting equipment. Can you call me a hoarder too because I'm growing food and vegetables out in my garden? If I grow more than you, am I hoarding food? Am I hoarding vegetables? If I'm canning and storing it, is that hoarding? Now, let's get something straight. If you're doing it because you ain't got nothing better to do and this becomes some kind of weird habit, that's hoarding. People change definitions to suit their own needs. Even when it comes to the Bible, people change scripture and definitions and meanings inside the word of God to suit their own lifestyle or say amen to that amen Amen. say amen to that know what to say amen to amen i'm just gonna keep it moving and that this might take the conversation to a whole totally different but folks do change scriptures to suit their own lifestyle and what they want to do that's true. You know that, I know that, and everybody else know that. We got folks that know nothing that ain't ain't that ain't in the truth and all that understand that folks will take that Bible and pimp with it. I'm gonna keep it moving. I just wanna say a, a, amen to that. Let's keep going. People change definitions to suit their own needs. Even when it comes to the Bible, people change scripture and definitions and meanings inside the word of God 
to suit their own lifestyle or livelihood. They do the same thing right here on this rock. They sit here and all throughout their lives, they make excuses on why they aren't doing what they're supposed to do. They'll make you feel bad about things that you're doing because they are not. Okay. I just, I got to make that clear. Now, right now, in my definition, I think everybody should be trying to get as much equipment, as much food, as much things stored away as you possibly humanly can, legally can. Because this is a crisis. This is an emergency. So to say that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Y'all know how YouTube is with these commercials. Build a second. Almost done. All right, we back. And I'm not leaving more for you. It's utterly ridiculous. Because, see, I've been doing this most of my life. You're just starting once the tornado touched down two blocks from your house. So it looks like I'm taking up everything and I'm not leaving none for you. No, that's because people like that are usually you playing video games. You busting rhymes, you rapping, you coming up with your new music career. But the world is crumbling around us and nobody's taking into uh, nobody's getting the perspective that some of the things that we really aspire to do and want to become has nothing to do with your survival. Being the next hit pop star has nothing to do with hurricanes. It has nothing to do with your survival through a flood. So I'm not saying don't strive and follow your dreams like that, but be realistic and, hey, you know, stuff is blowing up. We'll be talking about them solar energy uh, things um, in the next one. Do you think millionaires and entertainers are not? Just because they ain't on TV and YouTube saying they storing and stocking food away, you you think they're not? Cut it out. They just ain't making all that stuff public because you they know that if you see Brad Pitt sidebar, uh, one of the little side gigs I got. Um, let me just say, um, a lot of people that are well to do are already on top of certain things. They're, even the and they have the money to be able to go to the store and do certain things, and like I said, one of the side gigs I have, you know, delivering things and the other. These folks um, are 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 growing things on the side and back of their houses. They have their wood. They have their chickens. They have their little animals. They have their gardens. They're 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 storing food. They're doing all these things. And they have the money to be able to 
at least have money to do something, make some moves. But they know uh, my money probably ain't going to get me what I need if things hit bad. I better have things already here, growing things already here. So what he's saying is not true. Y'all waiting for Jay-Z to come up there and say, hey, y'all need to grow some gardens. Ain't going to happen. That's not what he's there for. A lot of these folks, they pushing our face. It's not there for our benefit. I'm going to be real. When you get hip to it, brothers and sisters, then you'll be the better. You will be the better when you hip to the folks that they shove in our face over and over again. It's not the ones really to help us. It's to push a certain narrative and get us to behave in a certain fashion to our detriment, period. So let's get get some more on this before I go into a rant. <laughs> Prepping, you're going to get scared to the point you're going to do something stupid. If you see Denzel Washington start prepping and, and making bunkers, um, you're going to get nervous. So I'm just saying, family, I don't care what people say that's not doing what they're supposed to do. Right, right now, you're supposed to be getting yourself together in any kind of way that you possibly can. I don't care if it's your health, your fitness, your food storage, um, your finances, whatever you need for whatever is to come next. That's what you should be doing. And if for the people that ain't and they're more interested in nonsense and they looking at you telling you that you're the one that's crazy. People like us, you're watching me now, have been called crazy for a long time. We've been called ridiculous. Now, people like us are the ones that the rest of them are depending on to tell them what they need to start doing. Which direction should they be looking in? Because they have no freaking clue how many of y'all sidebar i'm sorry i want to interject here um as i can how many of y'all know what to do if your power's out for a week you have no electricity for a week and 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 y'all know a lot of places a week ain't ain't, ain't nothing it's been longer than that depending on some real severe disasters that happen what do you do if you have no electricity for a week like I told you, we we without power, we lost all our food. All of it. And that wasn't within a week. Oh, how many days that was? That wasn't a week that before that food went bad? By, well, the refrigerated food within, within almost three days. Uh-huh. The deep freezer kept stuff. It, the stuff wasn't frozen no more. It kept it cold. By day four, but if we didn't barbecue it or try, to, we didn't have a stove and like that. You know what I'm saying? So we lost everything by like day four, almost day five. Yeah. So I, I'm I, I'm telling y'all from experience. Experience. Some of y'all got even more experiences. So y'all know this real. Then some folks they're gonna realize it once stuff hit the fan. Just like um, Callie just put up. 
while the average Joe is walking in La La Land and going and going to get caught in a mess. They is. And that happened to a lot of our people who who didn't prepare nothing when they they just know they can go run to the corner store or go run to the big box store and get what they need and realize it's a line out the door. There ain't nothing in there. I'm telling y'all, and some of y'all know, and some folks are just walking around delusional too. But if you know better, do better. And, and, and the job is to not forget the experiences, but to use those experiences to make things better and make it better for another brother and sister. A lot of folks ain't on that time. It's a lot of selfish people. That Let's understand that. So this conversation ain't going to hit in a lot of zones. A lot of folks are selfish. And you've seen a lot of that during, 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 during the pandemic. So watch this real, real quick. It's, it's a lot of folks uh, uh, capitalize off of you. But you have to be looking out for yourself and looking out for your family first and foremost before you're able to be any type of asset to anybody else. So so let's get some more on this. About growing no food, storing no food, what tools do they don't have a clue? They don't have a clue. Most people is out there learning how to put on makeup and, and the new clothing style. For what? So you can call it hoarding all you want to. Hoarding things that's going to keep my family alive. Right. When another person ain't. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's utterly ridiculous. That's utterly ridiculous. And I'm going to tell you right now, don't let nobody sway you like that with that garbage. Don't let nobody sway you because what I'm starting to see, and if you look in the comments lately in some of my lives, you start to see a lot of attacks from trolls and stuff. You And a lot of you brothers and sisters be mindful. A lot of folks don't want to teach this or bring it out because guess what they got the, the bank on? They got your arms. They got your tights. They got your donations. They can talk real big because they got everybody's money. They're going to be straight. It's an account. And I guarantee you, they done prepared too. They ain't told you that. So not only do they have your money, they, they took your money too to um, have certain preparations for their own self and for their own friends, close friends. Be mindful. I'm going to keep it going. Excuse you me. get it on the internet and you get it in your real life. How many people right now, your family members or your friends think you're nuts? Because clearly the only reason you watching me right now is because of all this stuff we do. A couple jokes here and there, but you know what I'm really about. Your family is calling you stark raving lunatic. Because you are you're in tune to what's going on out there. For any Israelite, you shouldn't be, you should be used to be calling crazy. Is it me? Or does it seem like the whole world is in some kind of dream state? Like they're in some kind of fog. And you the one walking around like, you see that? Did you hear about what happened over and what's the name? Did you and everybody walking around? Hey, I'm going to the club tonight. You no, 
everybody is conducting <clears throat> going on with their lives right now like nothing is wrong and that is tripping me out I a lot of the bible talks about trusting in oppression our people believe it or not sadly you look to your left and look to your right a lot of brothers and sisters trust in this oppression at the end of the day, un, they're not going to say it, but they are banking on our oppressor to always have an exit door for them. And it's sad to say that as much scriptures that they allegedly claim to know and understand, they are banking on the oppressor to always dig them out the hole. And if not the oppressor, somebody of my people's done them do what I'm supposed to be doing as a man or as a woman or, or for my family. Get a call a spade a spade. But what if that don't happen? We never discuss that. We'll see things like Katrina. How, did, did help come in seven days? 14 wasn't them folks in a bad state in Katrina for a long time out there. We forgot about that. That was years ago. You know, uh, 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 all those things. Now I'm dealing with current stuff. I, it, the most current things. What was the name? I can't remember the name of the storm that happened. Um, just recently, all the flooding and everything that happened on the East coast and down South. Help didn't come within a couple of days or a couple of weeks for that. People are still recovering now from that stuff. But that can never be you, though. That, that, that can never be your situation until it is your situation. Be mindful. And I'm telling you in plain English, if you're thinking that your cap is going to be able to take care of your family, Due to a disaster or something going on, you're playing yourself. I'm going to say it again. Don't learn the hard way. Don't wait till it comes and you asking for certain things. And it, hey, well, bro, well, how, it, hey, what I'm saying right now, they're saying, well, damn, brother, damn, sister, you didn't prepare. You didn't, you didn't put nothing to the side. And, and then they'll be trying to hold you accountable to what we're talking about right now. With your money in that account, all them consistent arms and everything you gave would be sitting right there and they telling you, hey, well, what you could have, should have, would have been, been doing. You better take this information serious and prepare. Don't be begging on somebody to, to bail you out. Let's get back to, to, um, to his brother. I keep wondering, is it just me? I'm looking around and people just going to the fast food places, going to the grocery store like nothing is wrong. Happy, so happy. Bear me a second. Y'all know how YouTube, they, they, they do these videos, put a lot of commercials in it. Ain't no way around that, but we still finna get this information. Steph, and get this information. You know what's funny while this commercial is going on, babe? Um, is that to be Christ-like and love your neighbor as you love yourself, you can't love your neighbor 
and not love yourself. And a part of loving yourself is preparing for something to happen if you're in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. You got to prepare for just in case. You can't, like he said, it's like our people are in a dream state or something. If something happened, why are you looking? Why do you expect or are looking for the next person to help you? Mm-hmm. Before you can help them, before you can help that, whether it's a camp or organization, a church, you got to make sure your house is in order first, where mm-hmm. you reside. That's the first thing that you have to do. You can't do nothing for nobody else until you make sure that where you reside, your children, your husband, your wife, you, you that when you come back to the home front that you got stuff to maintain and sustain yourself first. I just want to say that part. Preservation is the first key of life. I, 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 uh, again, don't do not be so heavenly minded that you ain't no earthly good. And a lot of our people are so heavenly minded, and I'm using that that phrase, uh, 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 um, that they're no earthly good. They have been taught or conditioned to think that no matter what, somebody else is gonna is gonna come and save me. Somebody else is gonna do what I'm supposed to be doing as an adult, or as a husband, or as a wife, or as a a um a, a, a parent or or, or guardian. And that's nowhere in the Bible. Yes, we are our brother and sister keeper. But somebody got to have something for the keeping to be kept. If I'm begging on somebody and you're begging on somebody and somebody, who is the somebody that's supposed to do the banking? If we all looking for somebody else to, to, to do something and none of us prepared, it's going to be a bad day for us. Pay attention. Let's get some more of this. It's, it's killing me. It's killing me. And you want to hear the crazy part? One of the crazy parts is a lot of the people that um, a lot of the people that seem like they don't care. I ain't even. I ain't even gonna go there. I ain't even gonna go there. I ain't going down that alley. But it's like they're in a freaking dream state, and I'm I'm the one looking around like. I don't get it. And those are the people to say, we're doing too much. We're ridiculous. I don't get it. So to me, the difference between prepping and hoarding, there is a stark difference. Prepping and hoarding. If you're prepping, you're prepping and storing up food and supplies like you want to hear something. It's built in us naturally anyway. We're no different than them squirrels. We're no different than the doggone uh, beavers. We're no different than the birds. We have a sense of urgency built inside of us. You have a mechanism inside of you that tells you storms are coming. Winter is coming. Emergency, disaster. You have it in you. Everybody do. Even the people I said it's in the fall. Only difference is most people nowadays choose to ignore that gift that was given to us. Most people choose to ignore that because they can't handle what they, most people, if they can't handle something, they act like it don't exist. Facts. Out of sight, out of mind, right? 
if you overweight, you got a mirror that only comes up this high. Facts. Right? Stuff like that. Because out of sight, out of mind. If 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 you don't want to know the reality of the real true grit of your city in your world, you don't go over in the ghetto. You stay off of Main Street, right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't go down there. You don't go down to Main Street. Because out of sight, out of mind. That way, if it's out of sight, out of mind, you can constantly make excuses why other people ain't worth it. Mm. You can constantly make excuses why you can have another piece of birthday cake if your mirror only comes up to here. You constantly... And I I have to say something. Let me bring this back up. Let me bring the camera up real quick. I have to mention that piece when he was talking about about out of sight, out of mind. Um, I posted different questions inside the community section on my YouTube. And and, and one of the things I I posted was... um, let me put pull it up real quick. I don't, don't want to say the say say the wrong thing. Pull up. Bear, bear with me for a second. You don't go down the main Hold street. On. Bear with me a second. Bear with me a second. Inside my community thing, I, I got I got a, I got a, a poll question in there. One of the questions is um. It says, uh, what does your Hebrew Israelite camp or organization do for your community outside of street teaching? And I got um, trade um, or job training. I got um, programs or events for children. I got rehab services or drug treatment facilities. I even have food pantry. And then I have one that says nothing. Do you know the majority of folks said nothing? Nothing. Nothing. The real things that our people deal with, we know the truth, we know the curses, allegedly, right? We we know the stuff, we claim. But what is we doing with that information? What type of mercy is we being to the people? On any page, in any one of them zones, Absolutely nothing. And you wonder why? Because it's out of sight, out of mind. It's out of sight, out of mind. We only gonna go in the ghetto to, to, to give them the scriptures and to correct them, allegedly. And then they don't see you until the next Sabbath for a couple of hours. And you show up and yell and yell and, and this, that, and the third, and then disappear and show back up again the next Sabbath. For a couple of hours. But the things that you see them for a couple of hours doing, it's a reason behind it. It's a why behind it. What do you care about that? No, that's the real work now. Remember we read earlier about faith and works? They go hand in hand. No, we ain't finna deal with the real. Yeah, you you always see that brother on crack. He a crackhead. Do you have something to help him get off crack? Prophet? You a prophet, right? Nothing. That person need a job. That person needs some training. 
and you have anything in place to help them? Oh, you got low key, you got a school. When it comes to the school, what services or programs or anything is pumping up out of that school? Nothing? Why is it called a damn school? So the best thing you can get is just subscriptions. Nothing else. Damn, Christ even fed the people. Can they at least get a plate of food? Is it a food pantry now? No. And what you say you is again? Israelite? You a prophet? All these titles? Brothers and sisters, we get it mixed up. We get it played. It's, it's, it, it, it's a whole lot being missing. You know what's missing? We don't love our people. We don't love each other. Absolutely. And when we, because there's a disconnect, even in organization and congregations, we supposed to be family and the people. And when we reconnect back to that and love one another and truly take the Bible and the scriptures seriously, then if I help you, you help the next person, that person helped me, nobody's left unhelped. We are all working together. But if I'm helping you and you helping you, I'm left bogus out here. And the disconnect is the love that we're supposed to have. It's the love that we have for one another. We ain't we we don't look at each other. We say we Israelites, but we don't look at each other as family. Absolutely. Not. We don't look at each other as a nation. Absolutely. It's just said. That's just said. Those are just words. Just like Christianity and Christians. Mm-hmm. They're only Christians on Sunday. Mm-hmm. We're only Israelites on the Sabbath and on high holy days. Mm-hmm. And with those, we don't love and each with other those that, that, but when we get back to that, then we'll left. There'll be no Israelites left behind. How about that? Yeah. None. And that's a sad thing to say. That, that 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 that's a hard that's a hard realization I had to come to. But I'm working to 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 be a solution. Cause I found in other places I couldn't be a solution. They didn't want to be a solution. And that's sad. And it ain't just the place that I was at. That's I'm, I'm I ain't gonna say all the camps because I'm not in all of them. But I do know from my own personal relationship, my, my, from my own personal experience and relationships that, that, that I done had with folks that's, that wasn't in the same camp that I was in, a lot of camps from this one school, all the, the, the different um, sectors that broke off from it, at the end of the day, none of them is doing anything for, for black folks. And that's a hard pill to swallow. And if I'm lying, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. It's a peacock show. It's a manipulation show. And it's sad. Because that's not who the most high is is dealing with. You have to look at this stuff real. We... We will give all the energy to, to, to looking good, peacocking, photo ops. If uh, on the outside looking in, somebody come across your pictures in the video, oh, well, this is the place. Oh, hey, uh, um, um, uh, my, my, my husband is on crack. Y'all have somewhere that, that, that he, can, he can get fixed. He want to believe, but he's struggling. 
and I and you will be it will almost break your spirit to hear the different excuses you will hear from multitude of different camps on why there is no facility that's ran by an Israelite or black Israelite black Hebrew Israelite to help one person one person that's on drugs but we don't mind calling somebody a crackhead. As a matter of fact, we'll crack jokes. We'll demonize them. We'll, we'll do all the stuff to, to, to make the person feel bad about their current estate. But we have not one tool or instrument in place to get them out of that situation. Y'all know it. And it's said, and the Lord is looking at that stuff. But let me continue. I'm sorry. That, that was my piece. <laughs> I'm not... Like I said, when you know better, you must do better. The Most High is holding you accountable to that. You can't hold the excuse where, well, well, the camp I'm in is not doing it, so it can't be done. No, 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 no. Well, the people that I'm around me don't want to do that. No, 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 no. You won't have no excuses. A lot of folks is just about being able to tell you what to do with your life because they can't control what's going on in their lives. They wake up and they are excited to tell you what you need to do. But in their life, it's 100% chaos. Wife out of order, kids out of order, their own life out of order, but they'll so tell you how you better, how you out the spirit and out of order. You will be surprised, brothers and sisters. So at the end of the day, putting all, all, all this back, you have to make sure that you are doing what the most High required for us to do. Whether folks are doing it or not. We would love to do things collectively, but guess what? It had to be folks of the same mind, the same spirit. Believe it or not, a lot of, a lot of camps got a different spirit. Don't let the fringes in the photos fool you. Don't let the high holy day events and all this stuff fool you. Don't let it change your mind. So watch this. Let me get back to this. That's my rant. But yeah, um, I, I put up different polls and questions to gauge the, to gauge the minds of our brothers and sisters um, who come across my page. And you know, <laughs> we have to do better. We will do better. I'm I'm, I'm working on my part. We the most high need you to work on your part. And if it be the Lord's will, we can do things collectively and make things bigger and greater and, and help more. But to sit back and do nothing and only be a person that make fun of the problem and not be a part of the solution, shame on any brother or sister. That role in that spirit. Let's, let's keep going. Let's get back to this. Make excuses why... Uh, people down in the ghetto need to get their act together because you don't live down there. You don't know what's going on. You don't know why they're there and you don't know how, who put them there because somebody put them there. Facts. That area was built and kept in that manner for a reason. Out of sight, out of mind. And it's no different with right now. You have that mechanism built inside you and you choose to ignore it. Just like in that book, in that book, there's rules and regulations that you're supposed to be going and doing every day. But we choose the to commandments. ignore it because we don't want, we, no, I don't want to know, God. Mm -hmm. Out of sight, out of mind. And we walk through our lives in a doggone fog. 
we walk through our, our lives knowing the truth, but pretending it don't exist. Mm. You walk right past homeless people. You walk right past starving people. And you just close. Hold on. Let me. I'm sorry. Well, he said something about homeless people. Uh, let me post this up real quick. If you're in Chicago. Here goes some information right here. Let me post this up real quick. Stop this ticker. If you're in Chicago and, and, and somebody is homeless, 312-744-5000. You can call you 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 can actually press 311 and get straight to this information. But the direct number 2 is 312-744-5000. If you know somebody that's homeless, they can get some help. We have to start being the A. It's folks, we come across a lot of folks in certain walks and conditions of life. And, and I'm sorry, the, the flyer ain't enough at that particular time. It's going to help them. But it's not the whole help the person need at that time. Again, if you're in Chicago and, and, and you know anybody that is homeless, experiencing homelessness in Chicago. Now, I don't know about what other states, I'm pretty sure. I'm willing to put 100% in some form of resources available. Because allocations for, for this stuff through the government in all the places. A lot of times, we don't promote these things. But if you're in Chicago, you can dial 311 or you can dial 312-744-5000. All right? So 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 I want to put that up there. Um, we We ain't just seeing folks homeless and say, do better. And leave them there. It's a lot of reasons and whys to what you see a person being. Christ didn't roll like that. His disciples didn't roll like that. It's all in the Bible. So let me keep going. I'm sorry. Your eyes and look the other way and plug your nose. And you made an excuse in your head. Oh, he want to be a bone. Poor, sad soul. Oh, they just on that street corner because they they was born drug dealers. Hold on for a second. Commercial came up. You don't know what put people in those situations. And right now, if you keep ignoring that mechanism that's built inside of you of what we need to be doing in that book or what the weather is trying to tell us every single day. You're a fool. You are a blind fool. If you keep on acting like nothing is happening or it doesn't, this does not pertain to you. Nothing. The weather, the disasters, nothing. And I had some guy, and I'm, I'm going to get on that too. I had some guy tell me, um, I, I did a video like a couple weeks ago last week or something, you know, when I was talking about uh, our houses in the middle of the street, the thing, the joke I was laughing about. <clears throat> Said, oh, man, that was corny. And you know who I'm watching me talk about, homie. You probably watch me now. No disrespect to you, homie. No disrespect to you at all. But I'm telling you one thing. What you said was ridiculous because he said, oh, that, that's corny. That's ridiculous. You should be helping everybody in Louisiana. You should be out putting out your money to help those brothers and sisters. I don't know who you think I am. <clears throat> I don't know if you know if I, I'm just a normal dude. 
I don't know if people watch me on this and think I'm some kind of millionaire entertainer. I'm not. I'm a hundred air. I'm a freaking mailman. <laughs> okay. My videos come on late during the week because I'm at work. Right. Just like him. And here's the thing. I don't have millions and trillions of dollars to help every single soul in Louisiana. That's utterly ridiculous. And that's what we be thinking about our entertainers. Here's the thing. You watch entertainers and think that they're supposed to. We've 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 switched things up. And I didn't even respond to this dude, but I respond to you this way. We've switched things up and think that people that entertain us on YouTube, Facebook, Hollywood, all of that is the ones you need to be going to for your salvation. Mm. That's where your brain is screwed up. You shouldn't be coming to me looking for salvation. Your faith is screwed up. You're looking, people are looking towards entertainers for help. I'm not saying that we can't help in our own certain ways, but the people that keep thinking that one man can save everybody, you're ridiculous. And those are the people that make a lot of excuses. Say amen to that. Amen. Say amen to that. Know what to say amen to. Amen. I'm going to keep going. I could say some stuff on that. What did you say? A lot of folks looking towards one man to save them. Not Christ. (laughs) Not, 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 Not in the Bible. A man. Let's keep going with that. For what they didn't do, what they are not doing. Those are another excuse makers, like I was talking about in the beginning. You watch me and you think I'm supposed to save the United States lead farmer is supposed to save the United States of America. Mm-mm. Your brain is warped in the first place, thinking such a thing can be done. <laughs> you put all your faith and energy in me. And not in our Lord. Mm. You was wrong before you even start typing your stupid comment. You was wrong soon as you start typing to me. What you should have did was drop to your knees and talk to him. Not me. That's ridiculous. Now, we can also talk about me joking. Joking around with that situation. I wasn't making fun of Louisiana people. I wasn't making fun of the hurricanes. I wasn't making fun of them. But I'm telling you this. We've become so sensitive. We're killing ourselves with our sensitivity. Mm. We all grew up. We all of us, you, me, everybody grew up with that little childhood saying Sticks and stones may break your bones. Everybody know the rest of that saying. When did we get rid of that? When did we, somebody call you a name and all of a sudden you want to pick up something and harm somebody else because they called you a name? Mm. When did we become so, so sensitive and offended? You are ready to destroy another human life because somebody called you a name. But the atrocities just really happening to us, you just, again, out of sight, out of mind. You're not doing anything about any of that. 
but your homeboy call you a name or you hear a joke that you don't like and you find offensive, you're ready to destroy that human being. But all of the things that's going on today and all the horrible humanitarian uh, horrors, I did. I don't watch. What? How many people? I don't watch the news. I don't watch the news. That's because you're gonna learn so much stuff, and you're gonna be wondering what can you do about it. Man, get out of here! Uh, it's right now. It's just too. Everything is just too sensitive, man. And if I didn't do anything that day, a lot of people laughed and forgot for for a few minutes about the horror that we're all going through right now. And if you don't believe me, go back and read the comments. Everybody don't just like to just think about death and destruction every five seconds of them life. Now, some people get off on that. I get it. <laughs> say amen to that. Amen. Say amen to that. Know what to say amen to. Amen. You will almost think that this truth is all about death and destruction. When you look and see where was the lessons, where's the programs about how how to be a better husband, how to be a wife, how to be a father, how to be a mother. Is these camps a- advertising that? Oh, where am I? Why are you speaking about the camps again? Because accountability must, we have to bring these things up. A lot of folks know this stuff. They keep quiet about it. I don't know why your grown behind is keeping quiet. But like the law of God says in layman terms, if you see something, say something. <laughs> you, you have to say something. It's a shame that, that our people ain't available to be a mercy to our unrepentant brothers and sisters. And folks, that, and I can't even say unrepentant because you would be shocked how many repentant folks are struggling with the same thing. Trying the best to serve the Lord with addictions, with mental illness, with crumbling marriages, with crumbling families. And all the best that we can do is, 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 is dress up and take a beautiful picture for a high holy day. That's the highlight of this thing. Come on, man. No. We've been deceived. We've been deceiving somebody playing games. Um, Let's continue. We're we almost done with this clip. But sometimes your brain needs a break. Your brain needs a... This is my wife saying. I've I got to steal her saying for a second. Your, your, your brain needs a break before your brain breaks. Facts. My wife tells me that all the time. Lady Led, that's my heart, that's my queen, that's my rock. Your brain needs a break before your brain breaks. That means you better chill before you your cheese slip off your cracker. Sometimes you got to just woosah <laughs> and look at a bird in the tree. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just need to go see, look at a baby in the park and smile. Sometimes you need to chill. 
And, and let me mention this real quick. You got to be mindful where um, you're learning from people that teach and push a message where the end of it, you don't have to do nothing because you think that the world is going to end tomorrow. Well, we should be doing that. Well, you know, we in the last days, man. It's almost over with. You better be mindful. Folks who push those narratives telling that you don't need to have no type of action with your faith because, you know, uh, we in the last day. No, this thing is almost over with. This kingdom coming down. and You don't know. Christ said we don't know when. But all at the same time, why they telling you the world in the end and you don't want to worry about it? Hey, man, uh, uh, make sure you get your tights in. Make sure you get your arms in. Make sure you're a part of this fundraiser. Man, 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 make sure you're doing... You're raising all this good money. It ain't... The, it, how can anybody say, hey, well, we're in the last days. We don't need to raise no money. Hey, we're in the last days. We don't need to do that. That, that, that narrative never make it to those different um, conversations. But when it comes to the real gritty things, oh, we in the last days, brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, time is almost up, brother. This, this, this kingdom's coming down. You don't have to do that. Don't worry about that. Be mindful. Let me continue. We almost done with this clip. And what's all this hard? Listen, every day it's a hurricane. Every day it's a tornado, a volcano, an earthquake, forest fires. Every single day we hear about horror every now and then wouldn't you just like just look at a snicker commercial and laugh real quick just like oh my god it's so much going on you stay puffed up you don't realize you puffed up but you puffed up like this watching the news and watching if you watch the weather channel you will have an anxiety attack because you like those one minute, two minute videos keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. You like this. And then Snickers really satisfies you. You'd be like, oh, God. <laughs> I didn't breathe for about five videos. You needed to see that. There's a difference, family, between hoarding and preparing for the reality that's going on around us right now. There's a big difference. And if for the people that don't see that, more power to them, and I'll say a prayer for you. Good luck. But don't let nobody stop you right now from doing what you're supposed to do. Thanks. Show of hands. Now I'm looking at the comments. Show of hands. How many people? How many people seen the the movie Book of Eli? Bear me one second. You know the YouTube commercial. You know how they do it. Hope people um make sure y'all subscribe to Lead Farmer seventy three. Brother, have excellent content. Hey, frugal nurse homestead. How many people seen the Book of Eli? That movie was more than a movie. That that movie had message after message after message after message. If you have not watched the book of Eli, you need to go watch it because get past the entertainment part and look at the message. Always say, skip past the mess and get to the message. Right. 
so many golden nuggets of messages in that movie. Whoever thought of that movie, that wasn't for the average Joe. It's just a shoot 'em up bang bang movie. It's kind of like I don't get it. If you sit and watch that movie with nobody around you, messages whether you want them to or not, it's gonna be just dripping in your brains. Thanks. One message that man kept saying. Out of all the stupid stuff that's going on around him, out of all the horror that's going on around him, even when he felt like I got to save that person, what did he say? What did he say, y'all? I'm not even going to say it. What did he say every time he seen somebody getting robbed? Uh, 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 How many of y'all seen that movie? Going on bad on the side of him. What did he keep saying that the father kept telling him? I wonder how many of y'all know. He said, what did he have to do? Every time he saw some nonsense on the side, what did he have to do? Right. I have a mission, so I have to do what? Stay on the path. Mm -hmm. Stay on the path. Not mind your own business. Stay on the path. Right. Stay Stay the the course. Stay on the path. Help me. Ah, they about to keep. Mm -mm. Hey, man, you want something? Mm -mm. Stay on the path. And that's what's going on right now. Everywhere around us is that. Nonsense. Mm. People telling you you're crazy. People telling you this is ridiculous. People like, oh, that'll never happen. Oh, the economy will never crash. Mm -hmm. All this. Movie was wonderful. Stay on the path. Stay on the path. Because right now, you have that same sense built inside of you, like I just said, that was given to you as a gift. The thing that gets me about us is we separate ourselves from animals. We separate ourselves from nature. We've been doing that a long time. Now, even the natives understood you, not you, we all are part of that. No, you're not smarter than the animals out there. No, you're not. You just use your brain and your limbs and appendages <clears throat> in a different way. You're no, we're no better than out there. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's why we have so many problems today. <clears throat> Because we put in our head that we're better than everything. We're better than each other. We're better than the squirrel in the tree. We're better than everything. We put ourselves so high up on a totem pole that we, a lot of us, have even put in ourselves higher than God. Mm. Because we think we're invincible. Mm. Even the natives knew even the natives knew that <clears throat> we're part of that. That's why they were here so long. And once my battery went out, cut the juice on. There we go. Once things were taken over and that mindset came in that we're better than that. You're better than that. They can't touch us. We're top of the food chain. Those kind of words are utterly ridiculous. 
That's look how fast it took for a decline. Now, some people think, you know, a couple hundred years, a few hundred years is a long time. It's not. The decline of this country alone, this country alone, has happened so fast versus the, the natives and before that, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years, they've been doing the same thing on this, just in this United States alone, okay? We ain't talking about nowhere else in the world, just the United States. The natives have been doing their thing for thousands of years. Then the mess happened, and look how fast, since the takeover of this country, how fast the decline went. Just, just, I'm gonna call it just a few hundred years because to me that's all it is, a, a few hundred years versus thousands of years of being one with nature and being one with the earth and realizing you're part of this. But once they brought in the separation of, look, I'm not part of that. I'm better than that. Oh, that's not me. I'm sophisticated. We live in homes. Mm. We're smarter. That's when the decline started. Once you extracted yourself from nature. And that's why we're in the pickle we're in right now. And a lot of people still think that way. And those are the people that can't uh, decipher hoarding from prepping. Because you think you don't have to. You think you don't have to store food. I don't know. You think you should be growing grass instead of growing food. You think you need to be painting your home instead of building a root cellar. You think that you need a brand new Corvette versus a chicken coop. And 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 some some somebody said uh you must not have a HOA because you can I see you can park your RV at your house. And they thought that was ridiculous. Everybody in my neighborhood has an RV, number one. Number two, it's a fairly upscale neighborhood. Number three, I feel that if you live in an HOA, you're the fool. Mm. Just saying. (laughs) If you think about the finance of, of that, that means if you're living in an HOA, you can't grow food. Right. You have to have a certain set of flowers in your front yard, certain sets of flowers in your backyard. You can only see the you're paying for somebody to tell you how to live. You might as well move into an apartment. You're paying. You're paying to be held back from doing what? you're supposed to be doing like i said earlier you're paying people you literally coming out of your pocket about two three to five thousand and that's just the the little stuff to tell for for somebody to come and tell you hey you can't leave that your baby's big wheel out in your yard so um check that video out when y'all got a chance um he has a lot of information um Led Farmer 73. He touched on a whole lot 
own that and he's touching on, on, on a lot more and um his other videos he's showing you how to do stuff uh, you know in some videos he's talking and giving information and giving wisdom and answering questions to the um folks that um chime in to his lives but a lot of it's showing you survival stuff growing stuff planting stuff how to maintenance stuff um not only outdoor growing indoor growing those who, who uh, and, and that's very important to those who stay in apartments or might stay inside places that have HOAs, home um, home association fees, where the outside got to be uniform. You can't grow things. So um, it's a lot of things you can do inside of your house as far as um, growing your own food. Um, and, and, and again, these type of conversations we're going to have at the end of the last Sabbath of every month to um, level up our understanding and our abilities and capabilities. And, and you don't realize that it's less, it's less room for excuses. And it's more room for your works, your actions that go along with your faith, like the Bible say. So I want to um, pull this last video. Bear with me because I want to show y'all, some of y'all don't know, what would a food pantry look like inside somebody's house? Now, mind you, uh, some folks stay in, in a house. Some folks stay in two or three flat buildings. Some folks stay in apartments. So the accommodating of such a thing will vary. The accommodating of, uh, of such a thing will be different for everybody. But nonetheless, it should be high on your priority list to do. It should be high on your priority list to do. All right. Um, let me pull this up. Let me um, hold on. Hold on. Ash, anything you want to add to what um Lev Farmer, anything you want to add with? Um, you watch him a lot along with me. Matter of fact, you watch a lot more than I do because you're actually doing a lot of the garden. Um, anything you want to add to it before we move to this last piece that did de- de- dealing with the food pantry? Don't be afraid to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um I had a comment about I can't remember what it was though. Um, but don't be afraid to start somewhere when it comes to preparing things of that nature um gardening like my husband said it's not as difficult as you may it may seem case in point if you have a bell pepper from the store and you like the way that bell pepper tastes you know when you cut it open there's like at least 20 to 30 seeds inside of there those are free seeds get some dirt a pot a clear plastic cup plant it Water it, watch it grow. That's it. Everybody hear that? It's not. Hey, you would think. I thought in my mind that if you was gonna do some 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 growing, that oh, you needed money and so much resource. And it is so simple. It's sad. I'm gonna say it again. It's so simple to do, it's sad. And then and then when you find out that it's stuff that you can grow in your house. And this, I was just going to mention that. Go ahead. Because another excuse would be, well, where, my, where, my, where I'm at, it gets cold or it's, we like we say in the Midwest, so we have harsh winters and we have summers. And it's more, more cold and rainy here than it is hot. Well, you can garden inside your house too. We're actually gardening inside of our home right now. So you can actually garden in your home easy the only thing about it we just don't know the information and that's my job is to present the information to know that it's possible that it's possible and it's not hard 
and it's going to benefit you health-wise and financially. These are the things we should be mentioning, but no, ain't nobody talking about that. They have their own genders, their own, they own um, idiosyncrasies that, that, that's going on. They, they have their own thing going on. You just don't know it. So watch this. Um, let me pull up this thing. This doesn't be good because, um, again, you got to see stuff to be able to um, at least start formulating the game plan on what you're going to do and how you're going to do yours. So let me just show you this. And it's on YouTube, brothers and sisters. This is on YouTube. This, this stuff is not hidden information. And it's free. It's free. It ain't like you got to, you know, you know, it's free. The information is there. All you got to do is be able to act upon the information. All right? So let's play, play this real quick. Hey, Steve here from the Cook Family Homestead. And today I'm going to do a video on uh, a request we get quite often, and it's on our prepper pantry what do we how do we prep what do we have stored up so i'm going to show you that we're going to go over our food uh some of our medical some of our uh, uh hygiene preps and uh if you haven't started it maybe this will give you some good ideas on where to start how to start uh but it is a good idea to get started as we already see and let me say this again when you look the stuff on youtube you'll see a lot of um folks doing this sadly it's not a lot of folks that look like us while we saying we know about this, but but guess what? When when things get bad, who do you see on video that the news showing struggling, vandalizing, crying, begging, pleading? It's our people. But when when things are not that bad, guess what? When like um, what Lad Farmer was saying, hey, let's go to the club or let's um spend all, all this money on expensive high holy days. But all these, if they have you in so many different directions that you never get into anything to survive for you yourself or your house. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, wising up. This information that's being presented ain't camp-based. And this information shouldn't only be, be given to folks if you are with us inside. What you talking about? Uh, you, you, hey, at the end of the day, you'll look up and see a lot of people really, a lot of folks don't love their own people. It takes love for you to do certain things. Just it's just that simple. So I want folks to watch this, right? And um, it's other videos, but I like this one specifically because he 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 don't just show food. He got prep for a multitude of different things. I, again, things that I knew nothing about. We we know about food prep, but again, you have to see folks doing other things. Like, you know what? We do need to have um, some of this stuff um, put 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 to the side. And a lot of this stuff y'all found for cheap at the dollar store. A lot of stuff you look like, man, I never thought that about Band-Aids, about alcohol, about something. What if somebody hurt themselves? How would you be able to heal a wound? You never think about this stuff until you are in the situation. Now we don't have to. It's videos for us to get a working knowledge ahead of time and act upon it. Again, all this information ain't worth nothing if you ain't finna do nothing with it. So listen real good. Uh, um, this video, this 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 conversation has a lot of replay value because it's a lot of information packed in there. 
that you're not going to be able to get it all in one in one sitting. So um, check this out. Thing, inflation already starting. Most economists are saying there's going to be some form of a downturn and uh, how severe we don't know, but we already see inflation go. And I'm posting a link to wood. this video. In <laughs> Certain the, foods um, are chat. pretty high in price. Uh, the supply chain still hasn't recovered in many cases. Uh, sh there's a lot of things missing off the shelves. I mean, we can. Uh, thankfully, we have a lot. Of, we had a lot of supplies already because you know finding lids or jars are just very hard to find right now. Uh, and uh, so there's a lot of things that haven't recovered. And if we have another downturn uh, with the supply chain already stretched and not recover, can you imagine? Can you imagine the, <laughs> the problems that are going to exist then? So I'm going to show you how we prep, um, give you some good ideas. Uh, if you haven't started prepping, um, you know, I would advise you get your three days, your 72 hours of everything. So you can, if, if it was worse came to worse, you could survive for 72 hours and build up to a week and so on. So that's a tangible um, starting marker. Start off with being able to survive for 72 hours. Start there. Do you have enough supplies to make it for 72 hours? Then you build up from there. Don't try and, and get supplies to last for six months. No. Start small. Work your way up. And starting small, you're getting the working knowledge on what's needed, what's not needed. You might not need certain things that this man need. You probably don't eat what he eat. I know we... As repentant brothers and sisters, we don't eat what they eat. So a lot of stuff they have, we definitely ain't going to have. So it's going to be some some adjusting to um, this information. But nonetheless, get the information, all right? Let me play. Let's keep playing this. And so far, so, so forth. Uh, three days isn't really that hard to say to do you know we have a large family we have eight people <laughs> my wife and our six kids we have a lot of people in our home so we wife and six kids so some of y'all got them same stats some of y'all got double them stats as myself just to put up a good a good um post right here. it says a lot of our people don't know if they have health insurance there are some plans allow you to get free over-the-counter products like band-aids vitamins and all that good stuff that is so true we be paying for stuff and don't know that there's a lot of um incentives that's in place that we never know nothing about it's a lot of that stuff you will be surprised. Look into that. So the sister put that up there. Look into it. See if you already paying on something and that you're supposed to get certain free things every three months or every six months. Take advantage of those things. That's money you don't have to spend. Excellent point, sis. Excellent point. So let's um get some orders. Have to have quite a bit stored up. So let's go over and uh, take a look at our, our preps. All right. Well, we'll start with our can canning. What we did, we can now. How many y'all remember? Um, now I've seen it in movies. Asha, you more familiar? You 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 grew up around older folks that can. They had stuff in in jars and stuff. Correct. Mason jars, yes, sir. So so a lot of this stuff you you use looking like wise granny and grandma and them got this stuff sitting in a jar because you can survive off what's in there. 
and it's not hard. And you spend more money on T-shirts, hats, garments, and things of that nature than you would a canning system. Um, I learned, the first time I learned canning was from a sister in an organization, Beautiful Spirit Sister. And just, it, it's simple. Mm-hmm. And you would alleviate if you do it yourself or learn how to do it yourself. You would alleviate high blood pressure, cholesterol issues. You buy canned goods, right? That's canning. <laughs> Hello, Sam. Can, <laughs> canned corn, canned peas, canned chili, canned soup. That's somebody canning and you purchased it. So you now, can do it yourself, but it's, I hope it nobody... lasts longer in jars. Your fruit yep. lasts longer in mason jars, glass. So I hope nobody was offended by that, but it's just that simple. I, I, I the same way she said it, I, I, I had the aha moment like, damn, you're right. A whole aisle in the grocery store of canned goods is goods that was canned. Except with this type of canning, you're putting the ingredients in there. You're not putting a whole bunch of salt. You ain't putting a whole bunch of stuff that that's that that's gonna be no. It's the exact way you want it, and it's being preserved. And you will realize if you do that, let's say thirty days, you make your own chili, put it in the mason jars, vacuum it out, put it on. You do your own corn. If you can't grow the corn. Get the corn, freeze it, put it in the thing. You'll realize you'll save a lot of money. Because it's budget eating. Just try it. It works. But you don't know when you buy it and it's, oh, that can is 50 cents. That can is 70 cents. You don't know what's in there. Nope. And you don't know where it came from. Be mindful. It's just that simple, brothers and sisters. So we're putting these thoughts out there. Let's let's get back to this video. But, but you see... um. Everybody ain't thinking this stuff is crazy. <laughs> he has a whole a, a whole um, cabinet or what you will, what you call it, a stand, a, a, a cabinet of of, of 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 jarred items that his family like. Not just random cans of, of stuff. Hey, the stuff we got here is stuff that tastes good to me. I know we crack this thing open. It's exactly how I like it, how I want it. I don't have to do nothing else to it. Right next to him is a deep freezer. Come on, brothers and sisters. These are different tangible goals to, to, to preserve life. So watch this. Get some more on this. Canned about 200 uh, jars this year. We did some. He did 200 yard jars in one year. Of things that his family like. How long you think that will last them? How far you think that can stretch? How much money you think is being saved? You cooking already. You fixing the stuff already. It's not hard, brothers and sisters. That's the sad part. You you just got to do the work. You got to have some work, some action with that faith. Let's get some more. Pears, grape juice, applesauce, uh, sour preps. All right. Well, we'll start with our can. 
canning, what we did, we canned about 200 uh, jars this year. We did some pears, grape juice, applesauce, uh, salsa, some cubed uh, tomatoes, some freschetta, and, and we also gave a bunch away. And if you can, you know that it, it was tough to find lids and jars. Uh, we're just thankful we always keep a lot on hand and we're always pretty stocked up. But we have a couple freezers here that are pretty full and we'll go over to this one, kind of open it up so you can kind of see. So he got two deep freezers. He, he has six kids. I believe he said five or six kids and a wife. And I don't care what nobody say. Hey, um, you can keep the, the fancy shoes. This right here will keep me alive. Keep your kids alive. Well, you ain't on TV saying, how come um, um, they not down here helping us? You love them enough to prepare. You know what? I, I'm sorry. I, I can't get you the new pair of Jordans that they pop out every other week. I'm going to can some food here for a fraction of the cost. Brother, it, it, it's so many things that, that can be canned. You would be surprised. Brother said chicken can be canned out. It's... You would be, what do you like? That's lawful. It can be canned. You will be surprised. You have to prepare. Let's get back to that. We have like lots of meats and um, Look at that. Um, things that we store in here, things that we butchered our, ourselves, chickens, things like that. So these freezers are pretty full. Uh, that fridge right there. The black one there is mainly just drinks, water, soda, iced tea, things like that. So on this shelf. So they have two deep freezers and a fridge, and this is all for prep. This ain't their working. Um, I, I'm going to say it again. This is not their working kitchen. This is the stuff that they're eating on and doing on an everyday basis. This is for uh, um, if things go bad. We for them be all right. We don't have to try and, and rush out to nobody's store and try and figure it out. Pay attention, everybody. Here, we have a lot of canned food. We have stock, uh, broths, sauces, uh, ketchup, mustard, ranch, you know, beans, things like that, that you, that you would keep on hand. But we have also a lot of canned fruit. So if you see on the top, we have a couple big jars of sliced, uh, peaches. And then we have a lot of cans of peaches and, and other foods there. We also have a lot of tuna fish and, and shredded chicken and things like that. Yeast, syrup, olive oil, all that kind of stuff that you, you would need. Um, but what we do is we use a lot of this, you know, we eat this in our normal day. So if we go to all these, so to, let's just say we go to all these and we get some, a bunch of these. Hold on. What do you say, Ash? Hold on, hold on. Hold on. He said, what did, 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 did he say all these? Yes, he did. And folks are sit up here and all oh, you go to, oh, I don't go, I go to whole foods. I go, I go to, um, what's some other, um, high end. Um, Mariano, Mariano's, and 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 whatever uh, public Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's. This man it, it, it ain't no shame in going to Aldi's. 
if you have a save a lot, if you have all this, you utilize what's around you to survive. Everybody else is, but we'll demonize each other and make folks feel bad for shopping. You got to be crazy. It's food, right? Get it. Go get it. Don't get caught up in that name stuff. I only eat this. I get this. Yeah, okay. If you're hungry, you'll be surprised what folks will eat. And, and, and they won't ask you, well, where did you get this chicken from? No, they won't say that. So uh, let's, let, let's, let's get some more. These sauces are a dollar a piece. We'll go get five of them. We'll come down here. We'll take five of them upstairs and then we'll replace the five and put them here. So we're always refreshing. We're taking whatever we use. We take from down here, bring it upstairs to our cupboards up there. And then we'll. Re- mm, so you see, so that's how he cycles stuff out. Ash. <clears throat> they'll use, if they're going to get something new from the store, they'll take what they have down there and replace it. So nothing down there ever expired, even though some of that stuff is good for at least two years. If not more, depending on uh, a lot of that stuff down there lasts for a long time. But now he's giving you a strategy, a strategy on how to cycle out. Wait a minute, what, what, I, I, what, what, what I'm going to do with all, all this food? He cycled that stuff out. Replace it with the new stuff down here. So we're always um, upstairs and then we'll replace the five and put them here. So we're always refreshing. We're taking whatever we use, we take from down here, bring it upstairs to our cupboards up there, and then we'll replace it with the new stuff down here. So we're always um, uh, replacing down here with new and taking the older stuff upstairs. So like if we run out of ketchup or a ranch or whatever, we'll bring one from down here, put the new one downstairs. So this shelf over here, if you can see, it'll kind of pan down as well. Uh, this has our salts and sugars and uh, pastas and our spices and uh, gravies. We have we have a lot of uh, canned food here as well, uh, ravioli and soups and things of that nature, uh, and honey and coconut oil and all that kind of stuff that you would cook with. So this kind of is. Uh, um, do we just keep this? And again, we use a lot of this stuff. We'll use some of these pastas, macaroni and cheese. We have down there. We have a couple cases of that. So whenever we use that, we'll purchase. As y'all seeing the brands, those that shop at Walmart, I see a lot of Walmart brand. Is you seeing it, Ash? Folks in the pit thinking, no, you got to go and get it from all these high end stores. You get it where you can get it from. Where there's all these save a lot. Um, a lot um, of y'all got Kroger. Walmart, Kroger's, yeah. A lot of y'all got Food for Less. Food for Less, yeah, 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 yeah. Purchase a new one, bring that one down here, and take the old one upstairs. Over here is we start getting our freeze-dried food. And over, we have a lot of cans of different stuff. If you can see down there, mashed potatoes and traveler stew and broccoli and rice. And Now, I want to talk about this real quick. <clears throat> and actually, I want, I want your input on this. That's the next level right there. Now, he has food that that's in a pantry that's workable, that they're they, they going through and swapping out and rotating as the day in, day out, week to week, month to month thing. This food right here is stuff specifically that's only for when things are bad. Hey, Ash, you want to speak to this one a little bit? So those are called emergency packs. Um, 
And those are like the freeze-dried foods and they have them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, literally. They're already prepared for emergency purposes only. And this, a, and if you have a family, I think if you're single, you can have one or the other. You can either have the canned goods and the stuff like he has in the pantry or the emergency. But I think if you have a family of even two children, I think it's best to have both. Yep. Because you don't know if whatever storm or whatever situation you're going to be on is going to last for a few days, mm-hmm. a few weeks, or months. And those emergency um, boxes come in like, this will last you for one week to it last you for a month. Yep. And I mean, if you buy one every couple months for wow. a year, you're setting yourself up for success. Now, when you purchase these, I mean, you ain't eating a couple bowls of, you ain't using <laughs> all of the powdered milk and eating a box of cereal. Like if you at the house chilling, you it's just for you to survive on. Right. And like to what another sister said, us learning to not eat as much, mm-hmm. eating enough to survive. That's the point. That's the point. Even with a big family like we have, it's just enough to eat, eating to survive. You ain't, we ain't free dry no, we ain't canning no steaks and no T-bones. <laughs> We're not doing all that. Lettuce, fruits, you know, those are things that you can eat on and they continue to grow over and over and over again that are healthy for you and that sustain you. And waters. Mm-hmm. We should be doing waters <clears throat> to people. Oh, yeah. Cases and cases and I cases remember, and cases of water. I remember I think water. A 48-pack or 36-pack of water from Costco is like three bucks, four bucks. Literally. You should have about seven just somewhere. That's it. And um, I know uh, definitely water was scarce. During any type of natural disaster, water is a scarcity. Water is a scarcity. And and that three dollars turns to ten dollars real quick for a case. Fifteen dollars. I know here in Illinois a lot of folks was, was getting where well, afterwards was getting um if you could prove it, they was um price gouging. Fifteen dollars for a case of water. So watch this. Let's get some more of this. We almost done. I know it's it's a little bit extended, but um, this information is very important. Uh, um, buttermilk pancakes and strawberries and all kinds of stuff. We also have a lot of drink mixes. And the good thing about these freeze-dried food is they last like 30 years. Mm. So uh, they have a good shelf life. But we also have some drink mixes there, if you can see on the towards the top there. And we have a lot of those as well. So, you know, you're not going to want to drink water all the time. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have a bunch of those that we can mix with water and uh, I have a flavored drink. And then down here, I have a big thing of coffee, mm. a giant bin of it, if you can see. And also over there, I don't think you can see, but there's a, a big uh, container of sugar as well. So over here on this shelf... Look at this, pay attention. We'll start at the bottom. If you can see these red and white pails, they're actually too deep in there. So uh, you're just seeing the front ones. And those are buckets that we just got a tractor supply and they're food grade buckets. And they're like $4 a piece. And they are filled with oats, rolled oats, rice, and um, our um, flour. So, 
Uh, so if we want to have like our, um, uh, let me just pull one out. So these are. Build us a second. <clears throat> All right, we go. We back to it. So we have a bunch of wheat berries, and so what we do is we fill these up to about an inch from the top, Look inch or two from the top, and then we put in an oxygen absorber in them, food grade oxygen absorber, and you gotta have 2,500 cc for each bucket. So just remember that if you're ordering them, 2,500 or bigger, and uh, that will keep them fresh for a long time. And uh, so we have a lot of wheat berries so we can grind our flour if we need to. We also keep a lot of flour in the freezer already grind ground, so. That works good and then up here we have a lot of our dry uh, freeze-dried food we get it from my Patriot supply and this all here will supply uh, four people with five months worth of food did y'all hear that those containers right there will supply food for four months for four people You have to worry about trying to fight folks for food at the grocery store, or you you or you getting food from the grocery store and then somebody robbing you for that food. Y'all know a lot of that was going on too. They ain't talking about that. A lot of folks who 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 who, went, who was able to get um, tissue and supplies, they got robbed for those supplies. Be mindful. Let's get a little bit more on this. So if you added all those up, those are two bucket deeps in there. You can have five. So it would keep us good. Our family, because we have eight people, would keep us for pro with the baby and everything probably about three months just in those buckets worth of food. So that's a great investment to have. And we use My Patriot Supply because the food isn't actually horrendous. It actually is good tasting. So that is why we use them. Then over here, we start with some of our uh, hygiene products. We have toilet paper and paper towels, mm. and we have a bunch of uh, hygiene products. Like we have a lot of toothpaste and toothbrushes and uh, a lot of feminine products, things you got to remember there as well. Uh, soaps and wipes and shampoos and lotions. Uh, up here we have a lot of hand sanitizers, if you can see on the top there, and uh, some more soaps. We have candles and also we have a lot of um, lanterns and lanterns that are rechargeable as well as battery. We have about three months worth of diapers that's very important if you have a, you know, we have a one-year-old and we have lots of wipes as well. And a lot of our, our diapers and wipes are upstairs as well. We have a lot more up there too. Then uh, we also have batteries. If you see those two boxes right there, those are 100 pack of AAA and 100 pack of AA. So I have those mainly for our lanterns or, or flashlights that we may need just to keep them, uh, just to have those. So up here as well, we have some tubs with some filtered water bottles. I think there's 10 of them in there, 12, something like that. Uh, the top little bin there has a lot of flashlights and, and things like that. Here as well, if you can see right here and here, these are gallon water picture, pitchers that uh, filtrate water. 
and mm. then I bought an extra pack of filters just to have with it. So right now we can filter. We have two big filters upstairs that we normally use because we have hard water here. So we can filter out of just those two wow. uh, five gallons almost an hour. Five gallons about an hour and a half or so. And then we add these two. Those are two more gallons we can filter as well. Um, I have a bunch of containers like this. These are just collapsible five-gallon containers for water. So just having stuff like that around. So if we had to filter water, because if you have a lot of freeze-dried food, you got to have access to water. Yep. So it's very important. Uh, over here, we have uh, some more of our stuff. Um, so we have... Um, well, let me move this bucket real quick. We have laundry detergent. Now our laundry detergent, whenever we buy one, we take the take one from the front, put it in the back. <laughs> so that's kind of how we do our, we replace everything. We have a lot of dish soap, um, a lot of peroxide, rubbing alcohol, things of that nature. Kind of over here is where we keep like our medical stuff. We have like NyQuil and Mucinex and Tylenols and uh, um, Medicine. Just in case you catch a cold, have a headache. I want y'all to see the gravity of preparation. You see in love, when I see this, this man love his damn family. He loved them. And he's going to do whatever's, whatever's in his capability to make sure they survive. Look at the extent he's going through. How much you love yours? That's the question you got to ask yourself. How much do you really love your wife? How much do you really love your kids? Do, do uh, you fancy purse love them or preparation love them? Is you Air Jordan love them or is you preparation love them? Flues, you know, band-aids. Here, we, I'll just open this up real quick so you can take a peek in here. So this is just kind of like a hodgepodge of stuff that we throw in here. Even got some Tums. <laughs> you know, things like this you might not think of. We have infant Motrin. We have Motrin for the kids, you know, things like that we have in this bin. Um... And then also, look at this pair here. Let me move this bin a little bit here. We got some more medical preps and just things that you, you know, some splints and ace bandages. And here, got some neosporins. Here's some of my prescriptions. I keep some of them down here for my, I get migraines. So, my migraine medicine, just some various things like beans, sting kits. Um, this actually up here is just a kit I got. It has like a stethoscope and you can even stitch someone together if you wanted. And mm. this is just another big first aid kit. I think it's a 400 piece kit. So that is a quick, I guess, run through. Let me kind of pan down there so you can see of our prepper pantry. And, um, you know, I, I don't ever preach fear. I think that's if you ever prep out of fear, you're going to overdo it right. um, and you're going to spend too much and you're just going <clears> to <throat> do things dumb. So <laughs> never do anything out of fear, but you should always do, be prepared. I mean, we're one of the first generations in history that aren't prepared. You know, if you if you look back on history, 
60, 70 years ago, I think it was 70% of all people, over 70% of Americans grew a portion of their own food. Now it's down to like 15, 16% grow a portion of their own food. So that's, that's kind of shocking actually. But if you haven't started, I always tell everybody get three days, get your 72 hours. That's easy to do. Very easy to do of everything you need, hygiene and food, medical supplies, all that you need for three days and then go to a, a, a week and then start going to a month. But you definitely should start preparing now. Uh, inflation's already starting to happen. Shortages are already starting to happen. Most economists are predicting a downturn, many predicting a bad downturn. Uh, so be prepared. And, and one other thing I forgot to show you is we do have seeds. Seeds are very important part of this as well we have a lot of seeds so um so so there we go i want i want to show y'all that <clears throat> and i also posted the link inside the live chat for um those to be able to see um it again on, on, in their own leisure just to show you the different types of preparation that it ain't just food it covers a whole span of things he had stuff for beast things he had a kid in there to do surgery he don't even know how to do surgery but you never know what happens and, and you have to try and figure it out for yourself to try and help your loved one. Preparation is a must. We are not too lazy. We are not too stupid. We are not incompetent of being able to understand what we need to do. All we need the knowledge is how to do it. What to prep for. So um, anything you want to add to that, Ash, that, that last video that, uh, that, uh, that uh, we seen? Or any last remarks we're going to wrap it up? <clears throat> Um, I want to mention real quickly before we get out of here. I can't, I can't go without um showing folks this. Those that are in Illinois, I got another video. I'm sorry. I I I know I'll be playing a lot of videos, but it saved me the time of explaining, and at least the information y'all getting and listening to is accurate and and um and on point information. But I want to, um, for those, I, I believe ComEd is only in Illinois. Once again, I want to be able to help my, help my people and have information for them. Um, I know it's a Sabbath. This is, this is the time that folks are able to sit down and, and, and study and, 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 and keep it and, and, and get information and know what moves we need to work on for this upcoming week. You know what I'm saying? With all you're getting, get an understanding. You know what I'm saying? Once we get past the scriptures, now, we got life to live and, and, and how do we operate in that? You know? So, um, again, I'm in Illinois. Those, um, I think ComEd is primarily Illinois based. Um, but I saw something, um, this week and I got to mention it. Um, they got a program that those that's in Illinois looking for work. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of things going on. Um, they got programs, they training folks, they doing things that you might have not been able to get and get beforehand is now available now. So take advantage um, if you can. So I want to share this right now. Some folks want to have a change in careers or whatnot. Look into to look look into the stuff this week. You know what I'm saying? It, it might be something you want to get get into. All right. So um, let me put, play this real quick, and I'm gonna post the link inside the um the live chat all right
being out here today and the experience of seeing the guys actually in the field, it's pretty amazing. CAS test is a placement test, pretty much. Basic math skills, basic reading skills, confident in the CAS test. Our Construct students are super excited to have the opportunity to be chosen for this program. I'm so proud of our class because they have stickability. They are learning so much. I really gained great enjoyment out of coming to this class and uh, devoting myself to something that's so positive for, for, for people uh, that uh, are trying to improve their lives. My name is Karan Ward and I'm just a student at the APAC Construct program, learning about skills, freshening up on my math skills. Karan Ward, young man came into the program so excited, 19 years old, energy, dressed for success every day. I was very impressed. I teach in the Life Skills Portion app that you never get a second chance. So it's skill programs that's popping off here in Illinois that our, our brothers, our sisters can take advantage of. Um, I posted up in here on ComEd, as you know, that's ele that's an electrical company. Um, good paying career jobs. Um, and they got programs in place to get you up to speed if that's the kind of field you want to be into. A lot of the stuff, um, you have to already come with certain training and so forth to even be considered for the job. Now they have a program where they are training up our people to fulfill those jobs. These are good paying jobs. Benefits, the whole thing. So um, this week, look into it. Look into it. Look into it. It's the um, um, comment. What's the name of this thing? I'm sorry. Let me pull this up. The name of this um, program. I know it's the construction program. Well, let me pull up the name. My bad. <clears throat> it's called the Construct Infrastructure Academy. That's what it's called. Let me share, share this page so y'all can see what, what it is when y'all go to it. Anything you want to add on this, us? Y'all see that? No, this basically is like a trade school trade program that while you're doing it, you get paid for and it can merge into a career for you. A very good opportunity. I forgot that it is paid training too. So, you know, that's very few and far to find programs that will pay you while you're training. Um, it's an 11 week program, but it's called the Construct Infrastructure Academy. Through ComEd. So those at Illinois, you know ComEd, those are good jobs. And they got a program to um, be able to um, train you to work in, 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 the, in uh, they feel the work. So hop on it. Um, As we get ready to wrap this up, let me pull this up real quick. I want to make sure that um, brothers and sisters that are wrestling with certain, again, if you're homeless <clears throat> in Chicago, have no place to go. No, um, they took away the um, the renters. What is that thing called? The renters um, assistant something. Where they was helping. They where they freezed you from paying your rent due to the pan pandemic. That that's up. Landlords are putting a lot of folks out. So forth and so on. Three one one, 
or you can dial 312-744-5000. It's a program to help folks who are homeless. Also, I want to mention this um, RISE Fellowship. Um, It says um, the RISE Discipleship Home is a free six-month inpatient program with no waiting list to help not only those who struggle with drugs and alcohol, but those but also those who battle depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts. Every RISE student will be given a biblical foundation that will assist in character building and the leadership development to approach life in a new light. If you know anyone struggling and would like them to get the help they need today, you can contact our intake number. That intake number is 325-232-8544. That's 325-232-8544. So we know a lot of folks. Um, if you know folks that's in camps, um, create a little card or a flyer for them to slide to folks. As they come across folks that's on drugs, give them some uh, a, a tool to be able to get cleansed up because your place of worship ain't offering it. Okay, let's keep going. Um, Black Mental Health Matters. I want to make sure I um, place this up. Hotlines. We got hotlines on here for suicide, for bullying, um, for self-harm, sexual assault, teen life, grief support, depression, um, a whole lot of different things. There's different numbers that will um, also you can call 311 as well to get access to any of these numbers. It's a lot of different 1-800 numbers, but if you need someone to connect you to one of these I know here in Illinois, you can dial 311, 311 for sure. Um, I want to definitely mention the, the schools. You know, I'm heavy into the edu- education. Um, Israelite School of Excellence. Um, that's the Israelite School for grades K through 11. It's in Indiana. Their phone number is 219-979-2026. 219-979-2026. That's Israel School of Excellence. All right. It's another school um, set apart homeschooling academy in Norfolk, Virginia. Their number is 757 327 3172. That's 757 327 3172. All right. Um, I also got to mention um, my wife can speak to this to um, her and Sister Gia, the virtual homeschool co op. You going to, to talk about the um, winter coat giveaway you got going on? We announced uh, a little bit over a week ago about our free winter coat giveaway. Our praise to the most high that's sponsored by um, HOR Consulting. We are going to have two winners. Each winner will receive a free adult coat and a free a free child's coat, whether young man or young woman, and it will be mailed to you free. Go on our Instagram page for details. Our presence to the most high. So let's make sure we take part in that. Make sure we take part in that. The Instagram is, as you see on the screen, homeschool underscore virtual underscore co-op on Instagram. Or you can email them. You can email them homeschoolvirtualcoop at gmail. Dot com homeschool virtual co-op c-o-o-p at gmail.com to um find out how you can get in part of that free winter coat giveaway all right um any last remarks 
Osh as we get up out of here. Um, four hours and a half. I think it's the longest one we done did. It won't always be like this, but I think um, when you're dealing with topics like this, you won't be thorough and present as much information as you can for the people. Um, Osh, any last words? I just pray everybody was edified by the topic. It was great. I know I learned something new, so I pray to the Most High. We live in this life to live again, so I'm praying that through the topics that are going on, we are applying them to ourselves first and then sharing information with others. That's it. I pray everybody enjoys their Sabbath. So with that, we don't say Shalom. Most High Christ, bless everybody. Shabbat Shalom to everybody. Uh, you've been listening to About Them Laws podcast, all right? Make sure that, um, I, I want to end it on this scripture, Hebrews 2 and 1. The book of Hebrews chapter 2 and 1, it says, Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, least at any time we should let them slip. All right? So with that, we don't say shalom until next time. All right? Thank you for tuning in to About Them Laws Podcast, where information and application equals elevation. My mission is to provide information that will inspire the minds of my people as we change and progress. Don't forget to subscribe to this YouTube channel. Follow King Rahamia and About Them Laws Podcast on all social media outlets to stay up to date on future podcast topics and much more. Thank you. And thank you again for your support as I keep it real, righteous, and always relevant. Peace.